Okay, I got some chocolate yum yums and some Tootsie Pops. And uh, Rachel, you want a couple of these lemon ones? I don't want the lemon ones. Well, I, I do like lemon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You take the lemon ones? Okay. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. some cherry scrum scrums and some doodle bops. <laughs> and so, oh, licorice. Oh, that's just It's like black licorice, too. It's uh, gross. No, okay. No, no. Oh, oh sweet. A tootie bar. I'm going to get that tootie I get that tootie bar. Oh, oh. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm Kevin. And I'm Rachel. And we just got back from trick-or-treating as That's people right. in their mid-30s because this is Shelf Life. Ooh. A podcast where brother and sister team go through all things pop culture. Be that any genre, TVs, books, games, video games, uh, I was about to say Power Rangers, professional wrestling, sports, sports entertainment, Stay movies, <laughs> whatever you else can think of. But today... Is a special day because we are doing our first annual tradition, what we hope to be a tradition here, and that is... We are doing the first Shelf Life Halloween special! Oh, yeah! <laughs> our Halloween special. <laughs> yes, folks at home, we are doing a Halloween spectacular, uh, the, our Halloween podcast of horror. Ooh, for, there we go. I like this that. Is, this is the first one, the 2023 version. So what Rachel and I have decided to do since we got done trick-or-treating, we went to the Halloween parties. We've done all of the, the good stuff. We, we car Rachel carved a pumpkin. Looks Always. wonderful. I, I accidentally dropped the pumpkin. It was fine. Yeah. So <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it yeah. was too heavy for my feeble arms. So anyway, <laughs> Halloween candy could be a munch madness. We should do a well, We should. We could just do. We could combine Candy them. In general. Yeah. 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 I like it. Mm -hmm. So put that on. Put that on the list for one year, folks. So what we decided we were going to do for this Halloween special, Rachel's gonna pick something. I'm gonna pick yes, something. Right. We're both gonna enjoy it together on this All Hallows Eve. And then we're going to do what we do with everything else, where we're going to break it down and we are going to determine whether or not it belongs on your shelf. Is the this the Halloween shelf or is this like the overarching shelf? Oh, that's a hell of an idea. Now, I do think I went as Vince McMahon. So I do think <laughs> <laughs> that, well, actually, I went as whatever I said I was going as in the South Park episode, which I think was. I, don't remember. I think I said I was going as Chewbacca. Of course you were. <laughs> Chewbacca Vince McMahon. It's, yeah, a, it's a combo. <laughs> He's wearing a tan sports Vin, coat. Vince Baca? Vin, Vince Chewbacca? Vince Baca. <laughs> yeah, why not? I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So I do like that idea, Rachel, because you can have an exclusive shelf that is just what you want to watch during Halloween, but the rest right. of the year you're not really going to watch it or it's not relevant or it's not one of your favorites, but it's like a Halloween necessity versus right. does this have standalone shelf life value? You're, you enjoy it. You want it on your shelf. So that's, that's right. fair. I think that's fair. I think that's plausible. Okay. Well, it just gives another level to what we could potentially put it at at the end of this. That's right. And we love not adhering to our own guidelines on our show. That's Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's... We, we give you our thoughts, all right? Look. <laughs> it's, it's our show, so we can That's do right. what we, can... we want. 
Exactly. He, it's our show. Our show now. So, Rachel, what kind of things, if we're talking Halloween, what kind of things do you look for in your Halloween viewing, reading, your experience during the spooky season? I tend to look for something that... I like the scary stuff. I tend to try to find something that's like actually legitimately good and scary. So that's something I will look for. I like supernaturally type of things. There's a lot of different genres of scary out there, right? But then I like the wholesome stuff too, where it's like just kind of cute and family oriented, but still Halloween, mm -hmm. right? So that's always fun. I like a mixture. I, I like a mixture of things. Oh, sure. If people have not figured out by now or you're a new listener coming in for the, the Halloween treats, I think that, you know, we obviously have kind of a diverse taste in different genres and different stuff. So I think that makes sense because I am I, too, am I, too, am well. I'm someone that <laughs> likes the supernaturally scary, but I have no problem. I just want something that has like that that sense of that, yes of the season the feeling yeah it, it feels like fall it brings it me feels like halloween yeah it brings in a sense of the time to you know go outside and there's a crisp in the air and there's leaves on the ground and there's decorations there's a creep and, in the around the corner you know there's yeah like a there's scary a guy in a mask there's a clown that's ready to kill you <laughs> that's gonna pop out of the sewer all that stuff all good exactly things. all great things I wouldn't say Halloween is my favorite holiday, but I do enjoy all of the pop culture around said holiday. So yes, agreed. that is true. Rachel's shoving um, some of the candy into her mouth. What is that? Sorry. What is that? I don't know. I went with a chocolate. Oh. I went. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. I thought it was a. Just... Is that a milk dud? Yeah. It's still no. chocolate. Can Can I have one? I mean, sure. I thought you were really gonna... chewy. We I thought might you were not want to say... actually have these. No. No, they're mine. It's mine. <laughs> I've got dots. That's a candy you can't eat while podcasting. No. That's and Juji stuck fruit. in your teeth. Here's my problem with Juji fruit. <laughs> Uh-oh. No, no. We got we'll, a lot we'll, of rant, guys. We'll, no, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about this later. We'll talk about this in Munch Madness. Because I like Juji fruit. Now I'm going to say it. I like Juji fruit. <laughs> but have, have any of you tried to eat it? It's impossible. You, you like Juji fruit? Not as much as dots. See, I feel Would like people... I like juji fruits? I don't even know. It's a very good taste. It's a good taste. It's, it's not good quite. It's not quite as good as Starburst, but it's a, it's a fine flavor. It's too damn chewy. It gets stuck in your teeth for seemingly days. Oh, it's and... so awful. Yeah. When that happens. Big problem. And like, that. sometimes it hurts your jaw, too, because it's so chewy or it's so hard and chewy. Yeah. You know when they're, like, thick and hard? And then you're just like trying to chew it. And you're mm -hmm. just like, this is too much work. Oh, too much. It's too much work for a candy. It's a candy. It shouldn't be that much work. Ninety dollars. <laughs> okay, we're getting we're getting close to the witching hour here. We probably should start our Halloween podcast of horror. Oh yeah, I like this. So Rachel, I'll bring out what I selected for this year's show for us to watch. Rachel's. Do you have to put the spooky? <laughs> Spooky coloring on. Okay, fine. Yes, she's got we need lights. The fun lighting. All right, fine. Okay, <laughs> so I selected classic, according to IMDb, the best episode of this particular television show. That's right. <laughs> what? So, <laughs> what is it? What did you break? I'm I excited. have picked 
and brought with. Then there was Sean, an episode from Boy Meets World. Oh, is it? Okay. Wait, I think, okay. <laughs> so I we'll get, we'll get into is. it after the break, but this is, a, this is an episode where, where someone kills off the cast of Boy Meets World one by one in a very scream, I know what you did last summer manner. You make it sound excellent. Yes. <laughs> With I, that description. <laughs> it, uh, it was a classic staple of my childhood. I'm sure you also watched it with me when it was on. Rachel, what did you bring? So I hope you're in for a treat tonight. <laughs> Is it a trick? Or a treat? <laughs> oh my god, the jokes tonight are awful. <laughs> well, you know, I'm in, a, I'm in a kind of a corny mood. May, might not... say candy corn? Candy corn? Uh, yeah, no. Huh? Uh, I chose mm. now this one was also a book but I oh. chose the TV show oh. for us to go and watch um, I guess that will save me some time a little bit potentially but this one will give you goosebumps oh uh, uh, it's it's actually at, you know the classic home. TV uh, show goosebumps the one from the 90s not the, the one, one from the nineties. Yes. Okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> the one from the nineties. It's the haunted mask. Oh, so the first episode of That's Goosebumps: right. The Haunted Mask. That's right. I, I we'll get into it again. We're after... gonna start it off that way. Yeah. Like We're. If you can't tell, folks, what we decided we would do for these is it's going to be some Shelf Life Selects series. So different things. We don't have to do Shelf Life Selects. They might be stuff where we're going to do the whole damn series or we're going to do the whole damn franchise or whatever. But we decided for these this holiday special that we'll do a Shelf Life Selects episode. It doesn't have to be in the order that it came out. Obviously, the Boy Meets World episode is from like season five. Rachel just happened to pick one that is the beginning of the Goosebumps franchise from the 90s but if she wanted to pick something from down the further down the line she could have we have no uh, no rules on halloween i mean honestly we we could have probably picked something from like the twilight zone even and we have yeah. already talked about that one too exactly we could have picked the twilight zone some spookier more halloweeny episode of the twilight zone and that would have been fine too and we might in future installments of the halloween podcast of horror absolutely I was just thinking that we could have done something from, like, a, Are You Afraid of the Dark, too. We could have. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> or X-Files, or, Ooh, you know, X-Files, yeah. Yeah, any of those. Or Tales from the Crypt, or whatever. I'll say it again, I'm sure I'll repeat myself after the break when we get to your, your haunted mask. I remember that was on, in primetime, it came on, like, as a special and it was like a big deal because it was like, oh, oh this like that. goosebumps, this thing that I read is on mm -hmm. primetime. So that that is uh, fun. So it's very special. Okay, I'm going to go get myself some of this candy. Oh, no, 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 I'm, no, no, I'm no. going to get myself a caramel apple. Oh. I would like a caramel apple. I'm going to get myself a slice of pumpkin pie. I guess that's Ooh, more Thanksgiving. Pie. But I didn't pumpkin. <laughs> pumpkin pie. Get your well, husband. I'm probably made pumpkin pie out of the pumpkin that we carved. Yeah, so. that's true. Your husband made a pumpkin pie out of the pumpkin. So that's what I'm going to That's have. right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay. So after the break, we will come back and we will begin our walkthroughs of our Halloween special, starting with Boy Meets World. Then there was Sean. 
that spooky? Was that a spooky laugh, or was that more? Like it was a fine. It was diabolical good. laugh. I can. I it's kind know. of a both, but I okay. think that's kind of like how that works. Yeah, it's like a spooky, spooky laugh. Like, that well, was... now you just sound like the ghost from Scooby Doo. <laughs> this Halloween, get ready for a spine-tingling adventure like no other. In Dia de los Muertos, de los Muertos, a charming town adds a terrifying twist to its Halloween celebration. This place is so weird. Why didn't we even come here? Come on, Sarah. It's Halloween. Live a little. You know, my abuela used to say that the shop was cursed or something. Cursed? Really? That's just a bunch of superstitious nonsense. Join a group of friends as they step into the ultimate Halloween adventure, when they unwittingly unleash an ancient curse. The dead rise to play tricks and pranks on the living. I'm live streaming this, folks. It's Halloween. It's Dia de los Muertos combined. Let's go viral. Welcome to my family's Dia de los Muertos celebration. It's a night of honoring our ancestors and celebrating life. This is incredible, Lily. It's like a dream come true. What was meant to be a night of treats turns into a night of tricks. Zombies in colorful costumes dance through the streets, but their fun soon takes a sinister turn. <laughs> Wait, are these people in costumes? Or... Look at their makeup. These costumes are next level. Guys, I think something's not right. Those zombies are acting way too real. Let's stick together. It's probably just a town-wide prank. The locket you speak of carries an ancient curse, Miha. Now our fearless friends must outwit the playful yet mischievous zombies while uncovering the dark secrets behind the curse. Can they save their town from becoming a permanent undead haven? Dia de los Muertos, de los Muertos is a horror comedy that combines Halloween and Dia de los Muertos in a spectacular way. Get ready for a night of scares and laughs like you've never seen before. Don't miss this thrilling Halloween adventure. Get your tickets now for Dia de los Muertos, de los Muertos, and experience those unforgettable night of tricks, treats, and terror. Coming to theaters this Halloween season, are you brave enough to face the dead? Get your tickets today! Okay, this isn't a prank. Those zombies are real, and they're not friendly. Warning, Dia de los Muertos, de los Muertos is not a real movie. Please do not attempt to purchase tickets for this movie as it's not real, and there are none. And. Oh my god. We're back. Ooh. So, Rachel and I decided to. <laughs> we set up our, our podcasting uh, materials near a graveyard to just make it even spookier. So yeah, we have uh, it's always the, the special way to do these things. Yeah, all the cords and plugs are going from here to the car, so that's that's good. <laughs> it's totally safe. I'm not afraid at all. Yeah, it's fine. You got I that ambiance. You can hear the crickets chirping. I do have a feeling that the battery's gonna die, and we're gonna have to walk back, but it'll be fine. I can whistle through a graveyard. We all did. I want. We did pick a graveyard that's really far away from like yeah, civilization. Why, why did we do that? I don't know. I mean, okay. it, this one's well, really pretty, though. I mean, look at these tombstones. They're, yeah. like, old. That mausoleum looks cool. pretty good. And it comes with those, like, creepy guys that are walking really slow in the background, too. Do you see those guys? I, I didn't see them before, but I see them now. Well, we'll just keep an eye on them. It'll probably be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as they keep their distance. So, anyway. We're so corny on this episode. <laughs> so, anyway. We are back to discuss. And then there was Sean. Episode number. Episode, episode 17 number? of season five. Thank you, Rachel. You're welcome. Yes. It debuted on February 27th, 1998. 
not exactly a Halloween date. However, however, <laughs> folks at home, before you judge me on my selection, it's it was based it, on a Halloween movie. It's kind of it. It should have been a Halloween special. It's pretty. It was based on a Halloween movie. Yeah, on two, like, at least two. So this was least. directed by Jeff McCracken and written by Michael Jacobs, April Kelly, and Jeff Minnell. I don't think we'll do a whole lot of background about Boy Meets World. We'll do that. We'll save that for if we do a Shelf Life Selects with Boy Meets World in it. We can talk about the production and all of that bullshit. Yeah, we're just I we're just going to we're just doing the this episode. This is the fun stuff today. That's right. That's right. So <laughs> even though that also is fun stuff. Let's get right into it. So this is season five of Boy Meets World, which means that it goes, When this Boy Meets World, Boy Meets, boy meets World, world. wandering <laughs> down this road that we call life. Now, Rachel, right. I, I remember it's you classic. and I would make fun of that constantly growing up. Yes, we, we would, did. We would sing that song randomly. Always. I don't know why. It's I like don't a, know why. Because it's, it's so, so... I guess it also sounds really corny. It's a, so of the time. Everything about this episode is of the time. It really... Oh, so much. Like... Clothing, the hair... Oh my the god. The sound. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get into all of that. Because it, it really is. So we start the episode in Mr. Feeney's classroom. Feeney! Mr. Fina, Fina. <laughs> this is before he did that. Though. That's all. That's later. Because that's, that's like so that's like the later. end of the of the that's series. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, he's like out of college. The other ones are in college when that happens. These guys are in high school. Yes, that's where we're the, at. Let's let's set the scene. Let's tell Seniors you where we're in high at. School. Let's tell you where we're at as far as the Boy Meets World ca- canon canology canonically canonically where we are canonically in Boy Meets World. They're seniors in high school. Right. Jack is established as Sean's half-brother. And right. is, And he's living with Jack and Eric. So Jack, Eric, and Sean are all roommates. Yes. And Jack and Eric are in college. Right. And... And they have, like, a loft. Well, it's not even a loft. It's a weird apartment with weird, like... It's a... It's an impossible... <laughs> it's an impossible College apartment. apartment. <laughs> It's a TV apartment. Now we do find it's out very TV apartment. Jack's stepdad is rich, or, right? So, so it makes more sense why they have an apartment like this. It makes a little bit more sense because, because yeah. like that Halloween, that other Halloween possibility. There's another show that we could be doing. Yeah, look, <laughs> and it is established not necessarily in any of the dialogue, but Angela and Sean are not dating at this point. I think that I was think pretty clear. Angela and Sean are kind of flirting at this point i guess so they're clearly not dating i don't they're think clearly not dating nothing in this episode. this episode but i don't know if that means that they were dating and now have broken up they're always on again they, off again it's hard yeah, to tell and this might be in that period of time because like sean went through like a thing where he was like i remember this vividly because i grew up watching this television program where sean would go on a date every friday night with a different girl and then he <laughs> found Angela, and they and he stopped. He actually liked Angela. Sure. But then I think they broke up because she was like afraid that he was too much of a player or some shit. I can't. Remember. I think that might be a part of it. I don't folks remember at, fully. Folks at home, correct me if I'm wrong because yep. I don't fucking remember. 
I think it's kind of like either in a flirtation stage or they've maybe gone on a date or maybe it's like right before that happens. Yes. It's it's somewhere in that little zone. And the most important thing to remember about this episode, because it's the catalyst for everything that happens, is that Corey and Topanga have broken up. Yeah. No! <laughs> are they on a break or they break up? I think they broke up, right? Well, according to Sean, they're on a trial separation. They're not divorced, Kenny. Right, right. So, yeah. yeah but I think, they, I think they broke up. I think they broke up. I don't remember why they broke up. I, I don't, don't know. Should we look this? Should I look are? it up quick? Yeah, let's look it up. What the Should heck? I find the circumstances? Because it's something about backstabbing. And I, that comes, okay. we'll come back, that comes later. I wondered. Because there is a point where they break up because Topanga's parents get divorced. And then she's like, I don't even believe in love anymore. And so I remember they break that. Up. <laughs> and then she like, she she pushes him to like kiss another girl. And then they break up again. Is that at the There's like a that's lot the of ski resort shit. one. That's the ski resort one. Yeah. That one's dumb. That one that pissed on, me off. That one's like, on the list. The we're we're going to watch that so they that can watch That whole episode was stupid. We're, we're put that on the list, folks. We're going to watch that All one. All right, let's see. Just to piss Rachel off. That girl was Season cuter, five. by the way. The girl from the ski resort. Of course she was. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm trying to figure out how Corey Matthews, this curly-headed fuck, gets all this ass. <laughs> Corey's Corey is one of the he ugliest. Kind of is a he's a bit of a tool. You want to talk about like the most average bland fucks on the planet? Corey Matthews. <laughs> I think everybody had a crush on Eric. Not well, Eric, Eric and, and Sean. Sean. And then you throw Jack right? in there. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Well, Jack is fine. People had a crush on Topanga. I think Eric I could was never way get... more cute. Like he was way yeah. cuter than everybody else. I could never but get he was away with dumb as a doorknob. So. But he, well, he was dumb at the beginning. At this point, he's going through his jerk ass Eric phase. <laughs> also, where yes. he's just becoming he's becoming Peter Griffin levels of stupid. Oh my god, horrible! <laughs> they just made him stupider and stupider until then. He became kind of funny again <laughs> at the end. <laughs> Eric, of course, played by Will Friedle, who we will know as. Batman Beyond, and he plays the sidekick in. Wait, I think it Impossible. is the stupid ski resort episode that I'm talking about that they broke up. So they broke up because of the ski resort. I think it is because it's season five. Oh, wow! How serendipitous! Stupid. That whole thing was so dumb. I thought you should have went for it. You should have went for that girl. He did. That was the. That was like the whole thing. It was like some stupid. I don't. I don't. It, was, so it was stupid. It was like she encouraged him to kiss the girl. He kissed the girl, and then she got mad at him for kissing the girl. It's like because he wasn't supposed to like kiss that. the girl because he. She. She was like, you weren't supposed to do that because you were supposed to know that like that was a dumb thing. Yeah. Like why would you do that? Like that. It was so high school. It was. Dumb oh my god. Shit. The drama. The yeah. stupid drama of it. The whole thing. That's what. Boy Meets World's all about. I'm like looking, yeah, because he, he resorts to drinking and stuff. Hold on, I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> what? That's what oh, says. I remember that episode. <laughs> yeah, because like Sean becomes an angry drunk and he's gonna like beat Angela or something. If the, I'm, I'm looking at, apparently there's a Boy Meets Wiki. That's really what oh, it says. I didn't look at that. I should have looked at Boy Meets Wiki. I bet there would have been a lot of info in that. Say their relationships is strong until episode Heartbreak Corey, where when Corey kisses another girl, went on vacation at a ski lodge with Topanga and lies. Seeing that there's a Boy Meets World Wiki, and look, Boy Meets Winky. 
God, God bless you if you're out there and you're doing the Boy Meets Wiki, because this is clearly helping us solve a lot of oh yeah, a lot of things. But what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know what? It probably only exists because of the Girl Meets World now that ha- that, that that is like newer, you know, and possibly. And the I strangest thing about it, they don't have an episode. They don't have a page on this episode. That's weird. Oh wait, no, there it is. Because they put it oh, under okay. A for and. I'm looking under the T for there. You know, like should be. Now that we have that all out of the way and all of that established, we can get into it. So we go into Mr. Feeney's room. Mr. Feeney, of course, played by the incomparable and wonderful, beautiful William Daniels. This is one He's of the, the most... best actor in the entire oh, in the entire thing. Besides, what's his name's dad who comes in for a wrestling episode? Oh, Vader. Yeah. Yes, Vader. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Vader. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Put the all three of those on the list too, because Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think that one might unironically go on the shelf for me, just out of pure <laughs> pure joy that I get watching that just episode. The pure joy. <laughs> Yes, so we're in Mr. Feeney's classroom. I'm going to say Sean and Corey a lot. I'm probably going to get their names mixed up. So Corey has moved to Sean's seat in the classroom to have a buffer between himself and Topanga because he cannot bear to sit next to Topanga after this breakup. Yeah. And Sean says that there's a lot of ramifications of him sitting there. And Feeney goes, ah, ramifications. Nice word, Jughead. Now... (laughs) Sean's reply is, see, now Feeney knows I'm in the class. I thought it was going to be, see, now Feeney's even getting one up on me or oh, something Oh, that like would have been so much better, mm-hmm. yeah. Because he's like, I'm sitting in your spot where, like, you get made fun of all the time, and now I'm going to get made fun of all the time. It's like, now I'm going to become you, Corey. This is not okay. Yeah, you curly-haired bastard. I don't <laughs> like Corey. I don't think I ever liked Corey. Corey's the I worst think... part of this show. Corey is annoying. Yes, he He's annoys annoying. me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have to enunciate annoying, because that's how annoying he is. He's worse than, uh, what, Dingus? Mingus. 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 <laughs> Mingus. <laughs> Who is supposed to be the annoying one? <laughs> Poor little Mingus. Mingus! I keep calling, I called him Mingus, because I called him Mingus. <laughs> I've been calling him Mingus. I've been making an idiot out of myself. <laughs> Oops. Corey says that if he sat in that spot, he could still smell her hair, see her sweater go up when she raises her hand, and Sean's like, That all got right, Sean I'll excited. Yeah, yeah, Sean's like, all right, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Does that mean that he thinks he you can get see, to see the last? Okay. Little, little skin. skin. Yeah. Yeah. In high school, you take what you can get. You, you gotta remember, skin? this is back when, like, you wore, like, the hip okay. huggers. Yeah, talk about the... Talk about the fashion, Rachel. <laughs> All I saw was a lot of oversized sweatshirts. Yeah, it's like a it's it's a fall episode. Is it is it in the fall? Even? I don't know. They're what all wearing time like this the oversized sweaters. It came out in February. It's clearly well. Maybe it's just cold. So maybe Halloween. it is February. Yeah. Maybe it is February there because they it, they're just wearing sweaters. So they're wearing like the big sweaters and then like the really tight pants. Eric, the, the guys are I'm wearing sorry. pants that are like Sean's pants are ridiculous. They're like so poofy baggy. And then they're like up to it on his waist, which is really weird. Yeah, it makes him look skinny. He's got the chain. He's got hell. like the plaid. Yeah, he looks really odd. He looks like he weighs 100 pounds soaking wet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Sean 
reiterates that he is only sitting there, but he's he's not putting himself between the two of them or something like that. And then he doesn't want to be in the middle of it, but he'll put himself between them. Okay, thank you. That's what it was. Thank you. And then yeah. Kenny, some guy that we only ever see in this episode, I'm fairly <laughs> certain. Looks like he's straight out of a Scream movie because he's got... I thought he looked like Vanilla Ice. Yeah, it was like that. And then he looks like the he looks like the villain's brother from High School Musical because he's got like the little... Yes! Um, it's not Sharpay, it's the other one. Yeah, it's I don't not know. Sharpay. It's Sharpay's... I I was yeah, the not Sharpay that, of yeah, the two. Yeah, the not Sharpay. Folks, we're going to get so many fucking comments about that name. I wasn't really into High School I was too musical. old. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, we're, but, ta- we're talking about Boy Meets World with nostalgic goggles on. So true. this is when we, we were. So <laughs> Kenny asks Topanga for a, for a big, her her big, big pencil. pencil. Now, these were so big when I was in school. Everybody had a big pencil. And it's not a joke. They were on keychains. So they were like attached to your book bag. These things are absurd. I had a Scooby-Doo one. How in the <laughs> fuck can you possibly write with this thing? It's very uncomfortable. I remember it being very uncomfortable to actually write with. It was more like just the fun. Just to I have, have a big pencil. I have, yeah. I have a big pencil. It's kind so, of like if somebody asks you for a pencil and then you give them a big one like as a joke. Uh, like. okay. <laughs> so he specifically asked Topanga for a pencil. Now, for Sean, a big pencil. For a big pencil, which I don't think is innuendo. I think it's like you're saying. It's literally because she has a big pencil. I didn't know as, as <laughs> yes. viewers if we were supposed to take it as innuendo until we see that she actually literally has this giant pencil. pencil. <laughs> Sean flips out about it. And he's like, hey, they're divorced. They're not. Or no, no, no. They're not divorced. <laughs> this is just a trial separation. And don't think that I don't know what asking for a pencil means. Because I am Sean Hunter and I have asked for a million pencils. Because like. I think it could be flirty. It could be flirty. It absolutely could. It absolutely it's your, it's your, could. it's your opening to talk to somebody, 100%. right? Go, hey, I, I forgot my pencil. Could you get me one? And then yes. it's like, oh, hey, you know, and then it's, it opens up dialogue. Absolutely. It's like asking someone for what day it is. September? October no. 3rd? October, October 3rd. Yeah, it's I think October it's October 3rd. 3rd. People either get that one or they don't. Folks at home, if you're listening to this while you're in class, just take out the earbud. You should be listening to your professor anyway. Turn to the cute girl or guy to the left or right of you. Just ask for a pencil. It's a good opening. It's a good opening. Yeah, I'm trying to put. I would assume together. you sat yourself next to somebody that you would be interested in, not just like <laughs> some rando. That's some rando. You. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to put bring people together. That's what Halloween's all about, Rachel. You could also make a friend that way. Yes, and the more friends you can make, the more pencils you can borrow. Now that's a life lesson, I think. <laughs> Shelf life lessons. So, <laughs> so Angela is like, why is Sean so obsessed with the two of you? And I don't think anybody understands this. And yes, Sean is fucking crazy in oh, this episode. He's crazy obsessed. Like, yeah. he is obsessed with his best friend getting Topanga as a girlfriend. And or vice versa, because I mean, he's friends with Topanga. This is disturbing. This well, is that's some, the problem. This is some that serial is problem, killer right? shit. That is the problem, though, because they are like a group. And then when mm-hmm. somebody in the group starts dating another person in the group, there could be a lot of problems that come with this, especially if they do break up. You know, you're actually making some decent points because I was so just sorry. thinking like this. <laughs> this man's just fucking crazy. No, but he I think, also is just fucking crazy. But, but. I, but I, I see your point where, like, he might have to choose sides or something like that. Is that kind of what you're saying? Because it's like they're all Yeah, but close. I think it's obvious he'd pick Corey, but, like... Yeah. 
for my... they all they when they were kids, Topanga was a nutcase too. Topanga was absolutely so... nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the canon doesn't quite work throughout the seasons of Boy Meets World. I'll say this about my general life and my friends that are might be listening to this i didn't give a flying fuck who they were dating or when they broke up with people because <laughs> <laughs> because why do i care half the time they would bring the person along as the third wheel versus you know versus that's very like, true the they end way. up being the third yeah, yeah yeah eventually i would say like all right well this person kind of sucks but they'll break up and they'll get over it and eventually they found people that were perfectly good to you know be around you know, perfectly that they, decent yeah that they Look, i know you're listening married. i'm gonna call them decent yeah i know you're <laughs> listening i know you're subscribed <laughs> so anyway sean says he knows what he's asking for and he'll stab that pencil through his heart if he asks again i kind of wish yes i know <laughs> i know i know it's would have been better. It's foreshadowing, but it's not perfect foreshadowing. It's not perfect, but it's so close. The laugh track is almost disturbing to hear because I wasn't expecting it. I don't like stuff with laugh tracks in it, minus Seinfeld, and that is like a live audience. It's so a true live audience. Here, that one. And most of the stuff that I watch or, or whatever doesn't have a, a laugh track in it. So hearing the laugh track was so like eye rolling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they're kind of, like, forcing it. It gets forced. It's not as bad as, like, nowadays sitcoms. Sometimes you're like, why do they even bother? Like, why yeah, do they why, do a laugh why track do just a laugh then? track, yeah. Yeah, because it's, like, usually it feels then so forced mm -hmm. that it's, like, this isn't even funny. Mm -hmm. At least back then it was kind of, like, just Well, it was funny. it was the norm. Like, sure. we, like we're saying, this is very of its time. You're, you're getting a very good glimpse of Friday night television in 1998. Right. Which makes sense. I mean, you and I probably watched this live because... Oh, probably. I don't remember when Mom's schedule shifted around or when she stopped doing this, but she worked a lot of Friday nights when you and I were mm -hmm. little kids. So it would be you, me, and Dad, which usually meant pizza, a video game, and TGIF. And that's what this was. <laughs> We'd run to a game and a movie. Game or movie, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Sean starts more drama. And Corey and Topanga start going back and forth. They're all standing up and yelling at each other now. And Corey tells Kenny, give me that pencil. And Kenny's like, I don't have one. And I genuinely laughed at that. <laughs> I loved that line, That was actually, actually. a pretty good joke. Because he's that like, was yeah, a clever I one. wanted one and I don't have one. This causes Mr. Feeney to snap on all of them. and he Which I'm surprised them, he didn't snap before this. Yeah, because like, come on. Come on, Feeney, get a hold of this classroom. It's yeah. like it's like less than the amount of normal kids in a classroom. And so half of them There's are like being like awful. Yeah. Yes. He will not let his students be more interested in the romantic goings on than it is with whatever the hell he's teaching. Which again <laughs> Which again good hilarious. Line. Hilarious line. Because we don't know what he's teaching. Because it has chapters <laughs> of some book on the board. And then he just keeps asking for something with Nebraska. And I'm like, what the hell do you want them to say? Yes. I need yes. to know. That's a recurring thing. And it's like, what the hell are you talking about? It's like he's just coming up with random things. Yeah. He, yes. He, he has like a, a Socratic seminar of some kind, I feel like. It's, it's nuts. So he moves them apart. And he moves Coriat to one side and he moves Topanga to another side. 
Which, fair enough. You know what? Sometimes you gotta do that. Do you think that Mr. Turner would have been better taking care of this situation than Mr. Feeney? I think at this point, they killed Mr. Turner. Oh, it's like Mr. Turner was before this? I th- I think it has to be, because oh. Sean's already living with Jack, and he was living with Mr. Turner. Oh, yeah. Right? Which also, that sounds weird, but yeah. <laughs> living with Mr. Turner? Yeah, like yeah. all of a sudden I That'll forgot that a, was a thing. That could be a new spinoff of Girl Meets World, living with Mr. Turner. Mr. Feeney's like, I'm not having it. This is just stupid teenage drama detention. I'm not dealing with it, right? Detention. I feel like Mr. Turner would probably do this thing where he'd like sit them down and talk to them and have like a little tete-a-tete type yes. of thing. With that mullet of his. That beautiful yes, mullet. With his mullet. <laughs> He was pulling all sorts of 90s ass, too, with that, oh my with God, that gross was. teacher mullet. <laughs> yeah, but he was the cool teacher with the motorcycle. <laughs> oh, that's true. He did have that motorcycle. He did have that motorcycle, which was his downfall uh, in the I end. I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> One more crazy interruption, and all of you nuts will be in detention, says Mr. Feeney. And then a creepy janitor that I don't know if we've ever seen before or since comes in and there's creepy music playing and he points yes. at them i love it <laughs> and then Feeney they just... make him so pale <laughs> Feeney just gives up and he's like well then i guess they're all just getting detention like, why, like what did they, they do? Didn't even do it they didn't even do it he's just like that's it everybody gets detention <laughs> can you imagine just being a regular person in this class that's not one of these five do you people? look at them in the background because they do look like oh my god not again like that is how they look the main like, characters are being annoying again it's why i sympathize a lot with kenny because he's like i just asked for a pencil and it's like all the <laughs> other people in class are like I, look i just need to pass the sat so i can get out of this fucking school yes <laughs> I just think that that would be hilarious to, like, do one, like, spinoff with, like, not the main character and just right. be talking about, like, how annoying all these fucking people are. I feel like something has done that before. It, it Where you just follow to. a side character and you see the other main characters doing crazy shit in the background. Yeah. But we're just following a normal person yeah. doing their normal day. <laughs> and it's like, that's, that's it's, it sounds hilarious thing. and I love it and yeah. I want it now. Yeah. So folks at home, get on that, please. Corey makes fun of Mr. Feeney while he can hear him. And Feeney's like, you know, if you're going to mock someone, maybe oh not do it to their face. And Corey's like, he well, also does like my... a Sean Connery to like make fun well, of him. Yeah, he's like, like, he does like one of the, he does like a, he does like a Mr. Howell. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, maybe it is Mr. Howell. That's what it is. Is there a Gilligan's Island Halloween special? You I'm do sure that there is. <laughs> Folks at home, let us know if you want, if there is and if we should do it. And Corey's response is that he's not in his regular seat. Fair enough. Feeney... So he just doesn't act like himself with his ramen hair. Yeah. <laughs> Feeney says he's going to leave the room. And he's going to leave them alone, despite yep. putting them into detention. I thought this seemed out of place. And I guess based on what we find out later, it makes sense. Because I was like, why would you, as the teacher who put them in detention... Leave them alone, unsupervised, right. in this room. I also wonder if he's just going to go to the bathroom and come back. That's true. Maybe he's not even supposed to be, like, gone for the whole hour and a half or Mr. whatever. Mr. Hunter, Mr. Matthews, I have the privilege of taking a shit. You have the privilege <laughs> of sitting here for an hour and a half. <laughs> I don't know why my Mr. Feeney is also a Malcolm McDowell impression. I don't know. Whatever. Uh. 
or Ian McDowell, whatever. So all Kenny wanted was a pencil, and they're like, hey, Kenny, you're lucky to even be here. And he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, I, I'm not I lucky to the, be here. I like those little jokes. Kenny's all, a great character. They all realize Kenny's the, that. Kenny's the best side character yeah. here. I kind of wish, just for pop culture reference, that he was wearing a red shirt. That would have oh, made yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That would have made or it. Or orange as well. Sean is going to get his cheese product from his locker. I was going to say, is it a can of cheese? It's got to be Cheese Whiz. Because I think it's Cheese it's, Whiz. It's, it's got to be Cheese Whiz. It's 1998. It's cheese crackers. Whiz is all the rage. Yeah. Yeah. Or like those little sandwich cookies, like the little sandwich crackers with like peanut butter in the middle. I They're still cheese. eat those. I mean, great. I, yeah. I make those with like actual crackers. I'll make them. A good uh, a, a Lunchable without that disgusting meat. Yeah. That meat was disgusting. A pizza Lunchable? Oh, no. A pizza Lunchable was the worst <laughs> thing ever. There were kids that would, like, swear by those pizza, pizza Lunchables, and it was like, this is disgusting. You're eating, like, paste and dough that hasn't been cooked. I mean, that is that is called a pizza. I mean, the pizza has been cooked, but I'm just saying. All right, Rachel. Well, <laughs> whatever. And he says that Feeney locked them in. Corey says that he can't do that. It's against the Geneva Detention Convention. That's a corny joke. Perfect for Corey Matthews. The janitor looks at them. It is true, yeah. He looks at them creepily again. Sean asks. He looks at them really creepily. Yeah, because he's like... just like he looks like he's sizing them up at first. <laughs> yes. Sean asks if he has the key, and he shows them he has he, all the keys. He he's the. He also janitor. calls him Giggles. Yeah. Why did he call him Giggles? Is because he's Giggles looking at him really clown? seriously. Isn't Giggles the clown a murderer? Giggles the clown. Yeah, isn't there like a Giggles the clown like murderer or something? That I am not aware of. Okay, never mind. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of something else. Okay. But it's... he's been he references a lot of movies in this, so I kept thinking, well, maybe Giggles the clown is like from a like a movie or like it's just a joke or I don't know. I just figured it was cuz he was looking very serious. So then he was making fun of him as like not having a a, a positive disposition. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, maybe. But anyways, he asks for the key. Yeah, and he smiles and walks away. He doesn't give him the key. As that this is happening, they're getting creeped out, I guess, by the janitor. It seems like they escalate to getting creeped out a little too quickly. They do escalate too quickly. They were left there alone in a creepy janitor. Like, a big deal. Nothing really happened until the map on the board rolls up, and in blood is written, no one gets out alive. And then yep. they're all freaked out. And Angela does a horror Beautiful queen, scream. queen scream. She does a really scream good queen. job screaming. Yeah, she's, yeah. A, she's a good scream queen. <laughs> but it does seem to all escalate quickly. Sean speculates that it's got to be Feeney. And it's got to be Feeney trying to teach them a lesson because detention's not going to do it anymore. They're too old. So now they have to do something. And they're like, well, what is the lesson? And Sean says pay attention or die or maybe Corey says that but one of them says I think, yeah. pay attention or die <laughs> you, i kind of wish there was like something else happening in the background or like on the posters or something that would like make it make a little bit more sense that this was like something that feeny might do like oh wait this thing came out or the, the a couple more. drama club is putting on a play or uh. something that's similar to this so he's like using it as a a tool that would make it more make more sense but yes 
but that it's but, just like oh <laughs> but, but what you're thinking of is like good solid story yeah and this is boy meets world so we're not right. yeah I mean, there's a limit there's a limit <laughs> i agree with you though i think that that if there was a little bit of like a little bit more escalation or oh, like yeah. some some details and maybe there are but i didn't see too much maybe they could have done like a note it. or something yeah and like... it kind of it kind of gets to the point where yeah he then... mentions the fact like somebody's watching you mm -hmm. they could have added a little bit of extra with that mm -hmm. well because he has Feeny leaves he says something like don't think just because i'm not here i can't see everything that's going on or something like yeah. that or yeah. like that doesn't mean somebody's not watching I yeah think is, or something like that yeah, yeah yeah so it's like yeah there's somebody's like creeping on you and they could have had way more stuff happening that it was like wait did i see something or yeah out of the corner of their eye but it does escalate very quickly, very quickly. <laughs> it's escalated very quickly so topanga is yelling at cory and cory says you've given up your right to attack me so they're they're <laughs> arguing like a married couple a divorced married couple. That's right. Sean becomes Casey from the faculty at this point, which, by the way, folks, if you're looking for another Halloween episode, the faculty, I think, kind of fits. It's a good one. Yeah. So you go back in the yeah. archives. Our audio isn't great yet because one of your podcast hosts <clears throat> did not own a microphone yet. So they point out Kenny as the first victim. And he's like, why is it going to be me? And they're like, well, it's not going to be us. And they all start laughing. I, I, liked, I liked that. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Oh, yeah, it's good. There's a thumping outside the door that sounds like heartbeats. The beating of the human heart. And Sean <laughs> says something horrible is about to happen. And as he says this, the door opens and Jack and Eric are on the other side. Yes. Eric making a South Park reference. Mr. Hanky. Yes. Hi-de-ho. Yes. So it puts us yeah. right where we need to be. Folks at home. Beautiful. Mr. Hanky might be coming out soon if you're listening to this when we drop the episode. If you didn't, then That's it's right. been out for a while. But Eric does a Mr. Hanky, which puts you right there. We know exactly where we are because they're doing yep. South Park references and specifically Mr. Hanky references. Yes. In this episode. <laughs> so they say that they were playing hoops. They wanted to just go to the high school, like, shoot some hoops. And they asked Jack if anything was weird. And he's like, well, actually, it's a little creepy out there. There's nobody else in the school. The only thing that was there was the janitor was around. So right. it's, like, kind of spooky because there's nobody else around. Which, I mean, a high school that is empty is kind of creepy. It's just a yes. big building. You don't know what could be around a corner. That's And it's quiet. Fair. It's not like that creepy quiet because it's like because there's a lot of hollowness to it yeah yeah that kind of goes for like a lot of places like I, i've never like oh, yeah. felt creepy at work and i work late quite a bit and i'm the mm -hmm. so i'm the only one there but it doesn't i don't think i've ever like felt like oh it's like eerie but i do get your point about like a school but, like that heavy silence yes because it's a little like off-putting yes the higher ceilings and stuff at a school probably does it a lot too i think it's eric that says oh and then there was also blood coming out of the showers yes so, yeah yes that's so, a thing which makes you think that somebody rigged up the blood to come out of the showers of course sure or they're just having really rust issues it <laughs> looks like blood yeah maybe there's a uh, lot of plumbing issues at maybe school. maybe john adams high just has a lot of problems and there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of rust that's that's very possible there's a lot of explanations for these things mm -hmm. they're not going a lot for of it. plausible <laughs> explanations sean says that this is straight out of that horror classic blood in the showers so he's he's, he's <laughs> i love the really stupid movie titles yes well and this is where we're getting into the scream parody as well right because yes. he's 
being the Jamie Kennedy character from from Scream by pointing out all of the horror tropes and like what you're supposed to do and not do as well. Yes. So like I say Casey from the faculty, but it's really supposed to be Jamie Kennedy's character from Scream. We just haven't done Scream yet. Yeah. So I have to reference something that is on the shelf. This is the work of a diabolical master villain. And Corey goes, Feeny. And Sean goes, absolutely Feeny. So they're yeah. like, they truly believe that it has to be Feeny. I like that Feeny right. is the red herring this whole time. Well, because he did leave, right? And he could be causing things to happen. He could have told the janitor to do the weird, creepy things. Mm-hmm. He could have made the, he already wrote the stuff on the board and mm-hmm. made it, rigged it so it would go up. Like all of that kind of stuff. He's not there. So the person not there is always the person that did it, right? Right. Yeah. And Kenny wishes that they'd stop saying that he's he's going to be the next one to die. <laughs> I like that he like pu- he like puts himself up against the wall. He's like, I really wish you guys would stop saying that. And yes. Angela says that it's Dr. Feeney's House of Terror, which I really wish would have been either the name That's of this episode a- or yes. a different episode of this show. Oh, that would have been even better, like a callback. And they call it Mr. Feeney's House of Terrors. Or he like has a haunted house and he calls it mm-hmm. that. Like That would have been great, would too. Would have been pretty great. Would have oh. been pretty great. Writing, though, you know. Yep. Get us there, folks. Just write that script. We can read it. It's fine. <laughs> so Kenny gets kind of pissed at this point because he's like, they keep saying I'm going to die and all this stuff. So Kenny's like, you know what? If I want to borrow a pencil from your friend's ex-girlfriend, I will. I can. And what are you going to do about it? And as right. he says that, the lights go out. The lights go out, but we get to see that that somebody did turn them off. Yes, we see a gloved hand turn them right. off. Right. And when they come back on, Angela does another scream. Yes. And that's because there is a pencil in Kenny's head. <laughs> apparently, someone asked him if he wanted to see a magic trick. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Because it's just right there. They did the Joker bit Straight before the Dark Knight. Straight through Knight. the head, by the way. Well, you got that big pencil. Yes, it is a big pencil. That is a hell I don't of a know shot. what he did to be able to get it through the head like that. I don't know, like a slingshot? Like, you really have to, like, put some force into it. You probably could do a Mythbusters on this. I think if you did, if you got, like, a, like an air gun or something, maybe you Ooh, could like, get... like a potato gun. Mm-hmm. Like, with enough force. a potato gun. Yeah. Enough sharpness on that. Like, you know Topanga Lawrence is keeping a sharp pencil, too. Oh, hell yeah. But they did the Joker bit before the Dark Knight. I was shocked. They really did. Kevin loved this part, because I remembered a line... And I haven't watched this since we were kids. <laughs> it's a good line. You want to say it, Rachel? You always remember he was that tall. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank you, Kenny! <laughs> but before it happened, I was just like... <laughs> now we'll remember how tall he is. He yes. was. <laughs> yeah, so Corey walks over and Kenny's body like slumps on the wall dead. And it leaves a, a and lead trail. instead of like trail. a bloodline, yeah. it does a lead trail. Because they can't do a blood trail on ABC in the 90s. And right. Corey goes, we'll always remember he was this tall. This tall. It's a, it's a good joke. <laughs> it's a good joke. And for some reason, it stuck with me because I remembered it like I knew it was coming. And Eric goes, oh my God, they killed Kenny. The whole reason Something. his name was Kenny, they got to do <laughs> yep. the joke. They run out into the hallway, and then some ragtime music plays, doing like, you're gonna die, as the lights are, lights are flickering on and off, so like, they're all freaking out. Eric lost his basketball, but Jack found it, so Eric's okay. Yeah, that, it's, it's just I mean, because it's Eric's of, it's a like dipshit. It's a dipshit, but maybe it is kind of comforting, because now he's in a scary situation, so it's like, his like... 
you know, connection. He loses that basketball at some point during this episode. I'm fairly certain. Oh, probably. It's just, it always reminds me of like Jack with the jar of dirt. It's just like a comforting (laughs) thing to have with you. Yes, that's fair. They check to see if they can get out of the building, but everything is locked and chained. Very Scooby-Doo-esque, like, running yeah, through the Yeah, you're right. It is very Scooby-Doo-esque. I did not think of that. You're right. It, it would have, it would have been better if they had, like, the oh, murderer they... running behind them, oh, too. And, yeah. like, like they just didn't notice him. Like uh, that would have Maybe that would have been too goofy. Because, like... I guess, yeah. If you're a kid watching this, you can get kind of spooked by it. It it's used to scare me. I had, atmosphere. like, jump scare, like, yeah. But you have to keep the goofy side just so that the kids don't freak out over it and it's and because it's boy meets world sean says like there's going to be a shrouded figure of some kind and none of us are going to see it because he's going to be behind us so they all turn around to look and because they all turned around the shrouded figure just goes right in front of them that's right where they weren't because they turned around that's a good bit i do like it's that. a very good bit yes the lights and ragtime come back and feeney is standing there he's standing still and he's not moving He's in his, like, Mr. Feeney serious face, like... Oh, yeah, very. Like, stoic Feeney with mm. his hands crossed and everything. Yes. So then Corey walks up to him and is like, Mr. Feeney, I gotta hand it to you this time. Killing Kenny. Obvious choice. But the pencil, <laughs> George, that was genius. I don't know why he says it like an old comedian, either. He's like, oh, George, that was <laughs> a genius Corey Matthews. Move. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> He's, he's just, that's his, um, that's his bit. That's yep. what he does, I that's, guess. I mean, he's, God bless, is it Fred Savage or Ben Savage that's playing Corey Matthews? Whichever one it is. I mean, he made you know, a- the Savage. Yeah, whichever Savage is doing this, he made a living and he'll forever ben. get to live off of being Ben Savage <laughs> as Corey Matthews. I guess all of them, really. Oh, you know, they're trapped. That's, that's who they are. So it turns out that- Feeney just falls over with the he's got scissors in his back so they they which did call back because he was like swinging them around earlier or something right he was doing something with the scissors earlier right so they freak out and they run Eric does oh my god they killed Feeney which I like so again yeah (laughs) and Sean laments the fact that he was wrong so he's like shocked that he was wrong about this which I could not remember. It freaks him out it does freak him out they don't go far enough with that I feel like that gets kind of dropped and I think I think it's more so I think it's kind of like, oh, wait, this isn't fake. So, I mean, like, I kind of uh, wish it was. Oh, it, right. It did go further. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's yeah. that's probably it. Because he he didn't think any of this was real because it was Feeney doing it. And now that it wasn't right. Feeney, it is real. OK, exactly. Okay. I got gotcha. you. But it still wasn't far enough. I do agree with you on mm-hmm. that one. See, this is why I need Rachel, folks. I need her to be my Boy Meets <laughs> World interpreter. She's 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 like putting all this stuff together for me. Can you write 90 sitcoms, Rachel? Is that like Maybe your thing? Maybe I could. Maybe that is a thing. Yeah. Maybe I have been. You don't know. That's true. Did you go back in time and write this? <laughs> I did. Well, I, I started making really good episodes. Yeah. They go back to the classroom and Sean says when he suspected Feeney, that's what killed him. Because once you suspect someone and it's not the killer, they have to get killed because, you know, you, you need to have that who done it. It's like, oh no, we were wrong. Mm. Yeah, that that moment is always, it tends to be in a lot of horror classic movies. They ask if there's any way that they can get through this, and Sean says, "Well, being a virgin, because virgins don't die." And Eric yeah. and Jack say they're dead. Corey thanks Topanga for keeping him alive, and then yep. Sean says he's gonna get super sick, 
up to the point without actually dying. And they like yeah. they give him props for that too. Jack and Eric do Rachel's role. This is such eyes. a dude thing. <laughs> this is such an old school dude thing. Like you need to have those numbers. Good job. You guys aren't virgins. Like Corey's the only one happy he is a virgin. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then they and then they give props to Feeney because he is dead. Which means that, you know, he must not be a virgin. I'm like, he's an old man, dude. Like, he, I think he was married before at yes. some point. Like, Yeah, this old man, this old widower in, like, his 60s. Oh, but he got some. Yeah, they really, they really celebrate that, yeah. <laughs> Corey puts a stop to it to regroup. Kind of like his line where he's like, as happy as I am for Feeney. Even right? though he's dead. Because they're celebrating <laughs> this. They should just stay in this room, right? Why not just stay in this room? Because if you're all like in this board room, up the, put something in front of the door. Yeah, stay in the room. You know, sit in a circle. Right. Just stay there. You're fine. Back to back. Yeah. Back to back. <laughs> yeah. And just wait it out. I would think so. I would think that's the best plan. Angela is like the first one who says we should split up. And it's like, I don't know why, but okay. And then Eric goes, no, that's like the worst thing to do. Or not Eric. I keep doing that. Sean. I'm the one having issues yeah, here. Yeah, you're the one doing it, yeah. It's because they both have says, floppy like, hair. They have it's floppy true. hair. Sean says, no, that's like the stupidest thing you can do. And she goes, okay, fine. We'll just sit here and we'll be totally fine. Yes. Good. <laughs> but yeah, then they what... immediately walk out the room. Right. Yeah. And then immediately they walk out the room. Yeah. Well, because Corey accuses the janitor and and then they're like, well, now the janitor is right. going to be dead. And Sean says, this is crazy, crazy man, Sean Hunter, because he oh, turns yeah. to Topanga and is like, it's your fault that this is happening because none of this ever happened before you broke up with Corey. And now yeah. that you broke up with Corey, this is happening. So he's correlation, not causation. Is yeah, that what the... the flip is this catalyst that he's like creating in his mind? No. <laughs> he needs some help. He needs a little bit of uh, help. Just today. a little. Yeah. I mean, he is a troubled kid. <laughs> we, we know this. He is this. a troubled young man. They're all starting to fight with each other a little bit. And Eric goes, look, only two people are dead. That's an acceptable loss. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's a great one. As dumb and as quirky as they've made this Eric character. Will Friedel, he's glue he's he plays it. He's holding this shit together. Like oh, yeah. without him here, this would be kind of a miserable uh, show, much less an episode. Probably. I do like, think he's probably one of my favorite characters besides Feeny on like the yeah, show. It's Feeny and him. It, Even though he they make show. him really stupid, which like upset me because I hate when they take the silly character and then make them stupid. Yes. See Kevin Malone, see Homer, see, I mean, everything. So anyway, they freak out on the squeaky wheels from the janitor. And when they leave the room, it's just a bin or like his like trash bin that he was like pushing around. Right. It's like the rolling bin. Jack compliments Angela's scream because she screams again. Yeah, <laughs> she's it is like, a very good scream. like, you're actually though. very good at that. Which also could be flirtation. I think that's why Sean looks at him kind of funny. Oh, when probably. Because he, he does look at yeah. him like kind of funny. And then, <laughs> and then they find the janitor dead in the bin. So now the janitor's there. There's nobody else here. So clearly, like, what's going on? And then the the killer runs behind them again. So the janitor's so, dead. Nobody else is the in the building as far as we yes. know. Yes. And then the killer runs behind them. But the group doesn't know that. So Sean Yeah, but the killer says, running behind them used to scare me. That used to creep I bet. me out. Well, because they put a sting in there, too. Yeah. That's, like, a horror sting or whatever. Sean says that this is the end of the obvious suspects. 
just like that the cult classic, The Last of the Obvious Suspects. He comes to the conclusion that the killer has to be one of us. And Eric keeps obnoxiously... Just like in the movie, the killer of one of us. <laughs> and Eric keeps obnoxiously going, dun-dun-dun. Yes. In between them. I, it, that felt like improv, didn't it? I really I think it might have been, especially the last one. Yeah, where, where he, he goes does like, it like after they kind of like are like annoyed and he goes, I'm done. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like... I'm done. Topanga says that she's getting upset with them and they're like, do we upset you? Upset you enough to kill? <laughs> I don't know why that gets me, but it got me. <laughs> Corey so does dumb. this horrible acting. Horrible. Oh, horrible. <laughs> he, he's, he really is the worst. It's hammed up. It's so hammed up. Because he does this murder. With this yeah, what is that? accent, what the fuck is he doing? I don't think he needed to do that at all. Did he improvise that? They're just like, I guess we have to keep it because he's the main character. Like, stupid. One of us is a crazy, psychopathic murder. It's really bad. They all look at each other suspectfully, except for Eric, who's licking his thumb. The fuck is Eric I think he's doing? biting his No, he is licking his thumb, isn't he? <laughs> like, I thought he was biting that? his nail, but is... no, his tongue comes out. <laughs> did, did he decide that that's going to be like a character quirk that he licks his thumb when he's nervous? <laughs> <laughs> so creepy. Yeah, he's like going to town on it, too. <laughs> I guess they're going to like leave somebody outside the room to like investigate or something. And Jack says, "Well, he's the oldest." And or Eric says he's the oldest, so he'll do it. And Jack's like, actually, I'm the oldest. And Eric's like, yeah, but I've lived the longest. And Jack's like, all right, that's fair. I like that. I like that a little bit. <laughs> I guess it's like life experience yeah. in, was in well, Jack's head, but I think. Yeah. Well, no, I think it's Eric saying like, no, you're more boring. Like I've, I've like. Yeah, that's what I, that's stuff. kind of, that's my point. Yeah. yeah. Life experience versus just being older. Yes. Eric volunteers to stay outside to warn them i did I, well, not understand okay. this plan the, the first part of that it was this is where i got confused too because the first part of that was we have to find a way out of here who's gonna be able to do it and oh. then they choose eric but then they're like yeah you get to just stand out here what <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, like, he supposed like to be doing something? To use him as bait or something yeah i don't i don't quite understand folks at home let us know because i don't know what the fuck the point was here eric is alone in the hallway and he turns around and jennifer love hewitt is there that's right now some a fun fact that i learned researching this episode apparently they were dating in real life oh Gen really jennifer love hewitt and will friedel which good for you will friedel because jennifer love hewitt in 1998 don't get much better than that I don't think she's changed much. I don't think she looks I think any she's different, got, she gets actually. prettier, and then she's just, there she is, like, forever that way. Yeah, I bet if you looked up a picture of her today, she looks exactly the same. I bet she looks identical. She feels like one of those actresses that just kind of, like, well, that's what she looks like for the rest of her life now. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. She's very pretty. Yes. Well, she's uh, still very pretty. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, they were dating in real life, which explains a little bit about this quick makeout session. Yes, because otherwise this would be very inappropriate and awkward. When, like... we were, when we were watching it before I found this out, I was like, all right, I know they're actors, but Eric is like on top of this girl. Oh yeah, and like nuzzling her the hell out of her neck and like just going for it. And it's just like, <laughs> all right. It's 
so, makes way more sense now. Yeah, it makes a little that's more fine. sense. It makes more sense why she's in this. So, like, she's obviously... Well, she's in this because she's also in horror movies. She's in I Know What You Did Last Summer. So, like, yes. they're playing up that and all of that stuff. He starts inappropriately, I will, I will say, starts making out with this girl. Now, she does consent after oh, the yeah, fact. Oh, yeah, she seems... Yeah, it's after the fact, but however... <laughs> ask first <laughs> don't you start no i was trying to know. i was trying to figure out like how he could have approached this better without blatantly being like can i make out with you <laughs> but i don't know how he would have been able to do it could that. have been like she could have been like i'm not the killer oh good we can make out and then they just start ah, making there out there we go okay yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> good call i do like her line of you're very friendly aren't you so yes, yes. <laughs> question I'm about to spoil the end of this episode. Okay, you've been warned. So did all of this... <laughs> Skip to this time code. So did all of this happen in Sean's dream? Did he... Yeah, I so think he, it had to have. He, all of this in Eric's perspective happened in Sean's dream? I guess they're, they're well, because watching they're looking, this. They're watching from the door. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it still works. Because everything else... The later part kind of feels like, okay, he's, like, seeing it from... Pers well, even just one perspective. He's still in one perspective. We're not seeing multiple perspectives even later. Right. May well, you're talking about the library scene? Yeah. Yeah, because I guess that's the other one that kind of cheats it. Because other than that, it's all... He's there. So you can mm -hmm. all see it from Sean's perspective. Right. But he is kind of... He's still watching from the door. He's always watching. <laughs> That's I guess that's true. <laughs> so her name is Jennifer Love Pfefferman instead of Jennifer yes. Love Hewitt. You can call her Feffy. So the rest of the group is looking Feffy. out the door. I think Corey says she doesn't look like a killer, but I'm a little less sure about Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Who like should be the last one you suspect because he's just too stupid to be killing them. And what is his motivation for doing it? But that is a very killer thing then. The last person you suspect could be the killer. That is, isn't that? Wait, I think that Sean says that, doesn't he? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. Or Jamie Kennedy doesn't scream one or oh, the other. Oh, maybe. The yeah. phone goes off. There's like a payphone outside one of these because, yes, this is the era where you would have to have a payphone in high school. There are payphones in high schools, yeah. I think there were there were payphones in our high... Were there payphones still? Did they take them yes. out by the time you got there? No, they were still there. there. No, I wonder if that's like an emergency People, you still use thing. Them. Yeah. I think they do keep the, like stuff like that, but... It's probably yeah, a little they, bit People still now. used them when I was there. Really? Yeah. I can't ever imagine. We weren't allowed to them. have our phones. Oh, that's right. I lived in the era before they became problematic. So you could, like, everybody just had their cell phone, but there wasn't anything to do on it other than call someone. So it's not right. like anybody was well, doing Well, I mean, the same with thing with mine. I mean, yeah. you were texting, but even then, you like, if you didn't have texting on your phone, you're not texting. Right, right. So this payphone is there. They pick it up, and it's a screen. Oh, before reference. that happens, though. Because, like, it screams. Jennifer Love Hewitt screams. Oh, yes. I, I liked this part. Yeah. And Angela is just like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love her because she's like, I am the screamer here. <laughs> and she's a better screamer than Jennifer Love Hewitt. It's a beautiful scream. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl, I am the screamer around here. So the Scream reference is asking Jack what his favorite scary movie is. And he says, oh, I like the hotty hot 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 from Party of Five. I.E. Scream. Yes. And <laughs> the, and I think Jennifer Love Hewitt is like Nev Campbell. And they're like, duh. Or so. 
Yeah. They're like, we could use the phone to get help. And he's like, oh, yeah, because we find the killer. We can hit him with this. And he it yanks just rips it out. the phone off. The... But then it's... the killer was like, God damn it. They hung up on me. <laughs> well, it still rings. And then, oh, yeah, that's the weird part. And Eric yeah. picks up, which should be a clue as to what's going on. And then yes. the killer tells him all of what he's going to do to them. And he wants them to stay right there so that he can come kill him. Now, here two things with this though. Two it could things. be yes, two things. Okay. okay. We don't hear the other end of the conversation like we did before. We don't hear the killer. So Eric is either talking to nothing <laughs> or the killer, right? Yeah, true. So could be two things. One, it's a foreshadowing for what what we find out later. Mm -hmm. Or Eric is like it could be a foreshadowing that Eric's the killer because he's like, yeah, the killer wants you to know like he's gonna kill all of us. So it could be like trying to like, ooh, look, yeah. it could be Eric. That's true. If Eric wasn't played so buffoonish, then yes, you you definitely could uh, could go that way. Um, okay. Um, scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, so they <laughs> I can't even I, I don't I don't even know what to say. They they all go to the library for some reason. Cause I guess they think this is a good idea. I don't know why. What was their I guess they just did. They just ran there. Yeah, I guess they decided to like stick together because they needed to go somewhere else because the killer knows where they're at. But the killer already knew where they were at, but whatever. Right. Topanga doesn't trust Pfefferman. And I think Topanga and Angela are just a little jealous of Jennifer Love Pfefferman. I think so. I think you're right. And I think the guys are too trusting of her because she's hot. So they are like... She's hot and new. And it's like, you can't do that. Yeah. So, so we got a little bit of jealousy, a little bit of too much trust. A little bit trust. of this, a little bit of that. They decide to split up so that the killer can't get all of them at once, which, again, doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. <laughs> now, if he would have said, like, let's split up to check the library to make sure that nobody else is here that's one thing but you just split up to see who else dies is a really stupid <laughs> thought uh, you know that 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 fits you know okay all right <laughs> folks i got an idea i got an idea here you know what we're doing is we're all staying together so we're all dying you know one by one but what if we split up then we can all die one by one separately i mean okay this is very clue Mm -hmm. Because in Clue, they split That's up true. and they said, whoever whoever dies and the other one comes back, we know who the killer is. <laughs> yeah, you got to try something at this point. I guess, yeah. Topanga looks suspicious because Pfefferman goes with Corey and he says, why would any of this happen? And she kisses him on the cheek for some reason. Yeah. Now, I did note that if you kind of go back and you think about other than the last couple deaths, the other ones, whenever something happens that would cause Corey and Topanga to be on the outs, that's when somebody dies. Yeah. So she kisses Corey on the cheek and books begin to fall on her. We see right. some hands pushing books and they kill Pfefferman. I don't know where Corey went. He disappeared. Yeah. Corey just disappears. Because Eric sees Pfefferman, sees Feffy. Right. And she's like, he's like, Feffy, I'll save you. Because she goes, I know who the killer is. I saw his face. And he's like, no, there'll be more time for that later. And she's right, like, yeah. no, I'm dying now. I, I have to tell you. And he's like, oh, okay. So as so she, she tells him, more books fall on Eric and right. kill him. So these are powerful books in this library. I mean, I guess if he gets smacked with a really heavy book on the head, 
there's a potential that it could kill you. I think it would just knock you out. Give you that a would have to be bump a, and a bruise. Book. Yeah, like encyclopedia sized, like has to smack you in the head. Mm-hmm. I guess if somebody did whack, wind up and whack you with it, like a steel chair, yeah. it could be. If a, it gets a enough momentum from weapon. the top shelf, even that's true. Yep, you drop yeah. something from enough height. Clearly, another like goofy, like yes, they died via via books. Books. <laughs> Jack thinks that he can't afford to live in his apartment because his roommate's dead. I like his little bit where he's like. Oh no, Eric! He was my roommate. And Feffy. I didn't really know her. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. That was a good one. I did like that too. So Jack says this, and he's going to commit suicide. Because he can't afford his apartment. Jumping out the window. He's gonna jump out the window. And Angela stops him and says, Sean is still your roommate and he can help pay for the apartment. Which is interesting because Sean is in high school, he doesn't have a job, and Jack is paying for Sean to live there. Exactly. So it's like, that's not true at all, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) But as they say this, the killer, who is, we see in full regalia, is in this black cloak with a skull mask. Yes. The skull mask is pretty creepy. It's creepy for a little kid, it would be creepy. Yeah. Yeah. The killer pushes them off, which... John Adams High, we know, several stories tall. I mean, I guess they did run upstairs. They established, the establishing the library, shot of but... the high school is usually that it's like a few stories tall. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess if you it's fell a, wrong. a few story library tall too, I guess, but you know. <laughs> Whatever. It's clearly goofy and they're about to say why all this goofiness is allowed to happen. Exactly. So Angela and Jack are dead. So we're down to our final three, which are our three main characters are... Millhouse, Lisa, and Bart, if you will. Uh, yes. And they're about to get crunched up in the thing to make them into food. But something always comes along to save the Simpson children. <laughs> in this case, the skull-masked, cloaked guy confronts those three, and the killer puts Topanga and Corey's hands together. Yeah, because they're like, why are you doing this? And Jesus they're like, Christ. For you. <laughs> yes. For your relationship. Oh, my God. Which would be creepy if you put if you put this into the context of a nut job, like a serial killer kind of thing that did yeah. do this because like they became upset. Like if you did this with like a celebrity couple, like a movie that you could oh, do this with yeah. like a celebrity couple. Oh, I could see people doing that with like the, the Pam and Jim of on yeah. the office. Let's go with that one. Yeah. Because I, I could see people doing that and then becoming the creepiest creeps. I'm thinking more serial of killer like, to do it. like in real life. Like in real life, well, that's what I mean. Like the two actors, like like oh, they are so oh, obsessed okay. with the characters okay. in the office. I was thinking, like, I want the actors to be together. Like I was thinking, even more just real life. Like if like it was Miley Cyrus and who's the she's some the lesser Hemsworth that sh- that got the that she divorced Liam. The, yeah, if if like somebody was obsessed with the two of them and then like was trying to put them back. Oh, together. and then trying to put them back together. Yeah, yeah like it's, that could be a creepy movie. That could be a good like thriller. Yeah. It's gross, but it's creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. Don't do that, folks at home. Don't do that. Oh, yeah, don't. Yeah, not like in real life. We were saying like like an, a movie of that would be <laughs> interesting. Right. Not like somebody actually doing that. No, somebody actually doing that would be very disturbing and Don't do that. Wrong. <laughs> we have to put our little If little you feel like you want to do that, go get help. <laughs> please. Put a little disclaimer on there. We don't need folks at home blaming shelf life like they did Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> oh, God. So... Sean takes the hood off, and it's it's him. It's himself. So we get Sean yep. standing across from himself. 
That's one of right. those like cut screen effects there. Very nice. Yep. Surprised that they were able to pull that off, to be honest. Oh, I'm not. That's an easy one to pull off. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> I don't know if like. No, what it I was. think back then that was like the easiest way for them to do something like that mm. was to like just split Splice the it. screen. Yeah. 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 And, I and was since thinking... they didn't really like interact as much, they just had like the yeah they just had the, the guy double there. Yeah. for the back of the head. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. So he stands there. Maybe he's a twin. I was thinking, but then it just kind of cuts, and we find out that Sean has fallen asleep in detention. That's right. And Corey wakes him up, and he's like, "Mr. Feeney looks like he's going to kill you." And I do love Feeney <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> he's, just, he's just staring at him. He's not going to wake him up. He's just no, going to stare no, he's at just him. just going to stare at him. I assume, like, he'd wake up and then he'd be like, yeah, I'm giving you more detention this week because <laughs> yes. you fell asleep. <laughs> or after a while, done the thump, like, drop the textbook Oh, yeah, on the drop table. the book. Yeah. Sean says that he's not the killer I am, meaning Feeney. He's like, I need to tell Feeney the truth or something. So he goes up and he tells guess, Feeney everyone yeah. can go. It's his fault that everyone's in detention. And he's it's like... It's really weird. It's See, I'm, I'm taking it really hard that Corey and Topanga broke up. And Feeney's like, yes, Mr. Hunter, I read Teen Beat. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, you just told me this 10 minutes ago. It's like, we've known about this for a while. It's all you guys ever talk about. And I I'm, get it. And I'm his neighbor for some reason yes. as well. Sean says that he knows why... He, He's taking it hard. So he turns around and he's going to proclaim this to his best friends and his ex-girlfriend and Kenny, yeah. who has to feel super awkward about just being there. Oh, my God. Could you imagine being Kenny? <laughs> I would hate it. I'd be so I'd be I I'd have like secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> I just hashtag poor Kenny. He just wanted a pencil. Yep. That could be a shirt where it's just like it's just a big pencil. Kenny I just needed a just pencil. Wanted a pencil. <laughs> It's just, it's an outline of his body with, like, the pe with the pencil lead. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Sean says, which I don't think is canonical, but they make it canonical at some point. Yeah, I want to talk about it a little bit. Okay. So, he says that Topanga and Corey have been together before he knew them. Go ahead. I'll let you stop me. Go ahead. Yeah, well, uh, well just because that's the part you're talking about, right? Yes. Is the part that... He didn't know them before they were together. Now, I think we know that Sean and Corey have been friends for like ever, right? Mm -hmm. But I do think that Corey and Topanga did know each other when they were in diapers, like when they were baby babies, because I think there was some like parent group thing and that's how they met. So I think they did know each other before Sean came into the picture. Yes. And I think Sean's po point is like, well, you guys were always meant to be, so you were always together before yes. I came in. They retcon this in future seasons where they say like, oh, when they were little kids, they dated. Like they did like little kid, like you're my best friend, we're dating. And then when they got to the point where they were like old enough to understand what like that meant, then Corey was like, ew, mm. gross girls and like abandoned her. Okay. But when you watch those early seasons, that's not... That's not what no. happened. <laughs> no, but that's that's kind of how I, I thought it to... was. I thought it was just kind of like a well, you guys knew each other before I even knew yeah. you. I don't know. No, it I, was I mean, kind that's... of. A, it's a dumb line. It's a dumb line. But I'm trying to like understand, like, because yes. it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Hunter? <laughs> because of this, and because they broke up, he doesn't think. 
that he can depend on anything anymore. When you think about Sean, I get it. Because, like, he's lost his dad, he lost Mr. Turner, his mom's a drunk mm -hmm. or something. So, like, all he has is Corey and Topanga. So, like, sure. I can understand. And then, the, and then the group broke up type of thing. Yeah, but he still needs to have somebody talk to him a little bit. Well, I think that's kind of Feeney's point, too. He's just like, look, I know you're a troubled young man. Yeah, he calls him a troubled young man. <laughs> Which is true, though. Like, he might need to, like, maybe go talk to the counselor or something. Like... <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm you're just you're projecting you. your your talk. like family issues on this on these two teenagers. <laughs> Feeney does all of this with the same dignity as he would say if he like an oil tanker spilled. Like he like he's oh, like, yeah. look, <laughs> a very terrible thing happened. These two yes. high school children broke up. <laughs> That's how he says it. Yes, it's like how he would be like, kids, I have some very terrible news. I don't know how to say this, but your mom was in a car accident. You yeah, know? your your like... fel your fellow classmates have broken up. That's right. that's the gravitas. It's so goofy, but he tells him it's not your fault. Blah yeah. blah blah. For once, it's not your fault, Mister Hunter. Like he blames him for everything that happens in Sean's life too, oh, by yeah. saying for once it's not his fault. Yep. And well, I guess he is the troublemaker, but. He lets them I think, go. I think his whole idea is that Corey makes him better, too. It's and one of those situations. Yes. he. It's a very toxic friendship that Corey and Sean yeah, have, actually. Just a little. So Feeney lets them go. He says yep. that they've learned their lesson. And they all leave the room, and Feeney leaves. And after they leave, the killer figure emerges from the darkness from behind a computer. And that's the end of the episode proper. Until we get yes. our little epilogue. I could see you That's getting right. creeped out by that too, Rachel, when you were that little. That did creep me out. Yeah, yeah, it did creep me out. I remember it creeping me out. Yeah. I mean, you would have like, those weird little. chills. I literally have that brain, and especially when I was a kid, that even if it didn't like scare me in the moment, later on, like during the night or something, my brain's going to be like, I'm going to make that thing that was a little spooky horrifying for horrifying. you. <laughs> we got a little epilogue where. Feeney is asking them to answer questions like they were at the beginning, like Mr. Mr. Hunter, Nebraska, Mr. Matthews, <laughs> and, and doing like what you were saying, except they're yes. all standing up and being like, sir, Mr. Feeney, sir. And they're like answering yes. the questions. All right, because that's Mr. Feeney's dreams. And he wakes so they're up all applauding. Yes. And everything. Let's give a hand for sir, Mr. Feeney, sir. That's right. And he got and, his, his ovation right there. His standing yeah, ovation. That's right. And he stands up and he, and he wakes up and of course, his reality is actually his hell because they're all throwing papers and acting like fucking idiots even though they're seniors in oh high school. Oh my god, yes. And he contemplates murder because he grabs the scissors and he thinks maybe... Yes, he, and he just I, stares at it he, for a minute. It's either murder or suicide. Like, I couldn't tell if he was going to just I couldn't slit tell. his own throat... Right because there. the scissors is what killed him in the, in the original dream. But that is the end of... What is this called? And then there was Sean. And then there, and was, then there Sean. was Sean. The boy meets In Mr. Feeney's House of Horrors. Yeah. As it should have been <laughs> called. So apparently, just to give you a little bit of some trivia on this one before we get into it. This oh is the, the title of the episode. This is from the Boy Meets Wiki. The episode is a reference to Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, fair. So fine. there you go. They're Although Dr. Feeney's House so of Horrors would have been better, but fine. Apparently, Angela was pregnant during the filming of this episode. Ah, 
Thus the long, baggy clothes. Yes, apparently. During the Zoom meeting where they re- the cast reunited to react to this episode, they reacted to this episode. So there's a Zoom oh, film out there. Oh, that's even more fun. I feel like I should go watch that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the episode, according to this wiki, was notoriously difficult to shoot because the actors kept breaking character and laughing from the sheer ridiculousness of it, which of I completely understand because, I mean, it, it is, you know, it's a ridiculous episode. So... Rachel, we have come to that point of the show where I will ask, does, and then there was Sean, have shelf life? Oh, this one's hard. <laughs> well, because you have that weird nostalgia with this one, so uh-huh. it, it feels like one of those like silly Halloween things that you have to watch. Does it have shelf life, though? <laughs> <laughs> the, the concept is funny. The Sean part is a little cringy. Sure. So it's hard for me to be like, do I box set this? What do I do with this? <laughs> I feel like it's one of those first? silly episodes. Do you, have, do you want me to tell you mine? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah, you, you want to think first. about this? Okay. You can think Let about it. Let me think it. for a minute. I think it's a fun episode. It is yeah. still fun to watch. Granted, nostalgia goggles are on. 100%. Right. And that, that makes it hard to judge if you didn't watch this as a eight-year-old or whatever the hell I was. So yes. it can be difficult to have a unbiased perspective. My guess is if you come into this cold and you didn't grow up watching this, you're going to think that this is bad. This is bonkers. And like, <laughs> why are you even discussing it? <laughs> but I can't come to it from that perspective because I just don't have that perspective. And, for, and second of all, to your second point, Rachel, why are we even discussing this? <laughs> What are you talking about? Do I need to pull the list out? The people no, that ask look, that, the people I that know. ask those questions, <laughs> what, what's our motto? The worst a thing can be is boring. This is not a true. boring. This is not boring. That's very true. This is not boring. Ooh. This is worthy That's a of good discussion. Point. Yes. We talked for an hour about this fucking Boy Meets World episode. <laughs> this is worthy of discussion. It's corny as hell. Oh, very. It's very of its time. Right. It's very Disney Channel, ABC, 90s. But if I am going to put it anywhere, it's going to be rewatched by me for Halloween several times throughout my life. Don't think I'm going to watch it every year for Halloween. No, I wouldn't call this an every year one. But it's, it's definitely... every few years. Yeah, if it's on or if I go find it on Disney Plus or whatever... It's a good little fun watch. You're right. You're right. With that in mind, I don't think I can in good conscience like put the episode up on the shelf. But yes. when I'm taking out the decorations for Halloween, it's in that box. And you see it in that box yeah. and you go, oh, yeah. you know what? You put it on the shelf this. for Halloween because it's up there as a, as a good you know Halloween reminder. It's not all the time. It's a seasonal thing. It's right? definitely seasonal. And so for me, it's got that Halloween shelf life, like you're saying. Yeah. So yes, for me, it does. And it's totally pure nostalgia. And I couldn't necessarily, I could recommend people watching it for fun, but I can't really say that others would find shelf life in this unless you are my exact age, unless you watched it as a kid. That's where I'm coming from too. That's why I'm having issues with it because 
I have nostalgia. It's one of those when we were talking about a Halloween special, we both were like, what if we do the Screenum episode for Boy Meets World? And then you did choose it. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah. And so I feel like it's not on my shelf. Okay. All right. I'm going to say that. It's not on my shelf, but I also will put it on if it's on or if I'm feeling nostalgic, I'll put it on. Yeah. It's not something I wouldn't rewatch. It's something that you'd put you're it back not, on just to like laugh at. You're not buying it. You're not no. buying you're not going out to own it. You're no. not going out of your way necessarily. Well, I guess I guess that's another thing I can ask. For the season, yes. For the season. I would yeah. go out of my way to watch it. If you're putting together a list, I sometimes think about this. I do this with podcasts. Oh yeah. Folks at home, that's I have true. a list. It starts around, you know, mid-September or whatever, where I go through and I go, I have to time it out because I go, here are all of my Halloween podcasts, here are all of my Halloween movies, here are all the Halloween TV shows that I want to watch. And I have to figure out between, yes, I'm that guy, I have to figure out between <laughs> then and Halloween when and what to, where to watch and or listen. This would be in that list for me. I think it could be in that list. It could be in that rotating list where you're like, okay, this is one that could come into the rotation now. Yeah. Wanting to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. For me. Yeah. That's how I would do it. I would wrote like have like a like, oh yeah, I haven't watched this one in a while. I'm gonna watch this one. There's the ones you watch every year, and then there's the one that you go, All right, I watched this a couple years ago, but I'm gonna watch it again. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I want to again. That's my thought about it. Okay. I mean that's we're obviously we have a very nuanced take our show is called shelf life and we either go yes or no but we have way more nuanced takes than that half the time half the time there's this huge ass gray area where we're just like i am on the fence <laughs> yeah i'm willing to put it on a halloween shelf and call on it a halloween that. shelf yeah i'll put it in the halloween box i'm not gonna put it on the shelf okay that's fair i like yeah. that i like that we have a different answer for this one we might have yeah. a different answer for the next one too <laughs> so that was and then there was sean from Boy Meets World season five, it is on my Halloween shelf. It's in my Halloween box. <laughs> yes. So cross that one off the list, Rachel. We got that one done. So we're going to take another short break. And when we come back, we will get into our second Halloween special podcast of horror subject. What do you get when you combine the irresistible taste of fruit snacks with the spookiness of goosebumps? Goosebumps Fruit Roll-Ups with Scary Peel-Outs. And Fruit by the Foot with Creepy Goosebumps Story Teasers. So deliciously unusual, everyone will try to get their hands on them. But they're only around for a limited time. So what's really scary is running out. Friday, Fox presents a Halloween special. I need a really scary mask. Like that one. Based on the bestsellers of R.L. Stein. I can't get it off me. Goosebumps, the haunted mask. His face is your face now. <laughs> Friday at 8, 7 central on Fox. Good evening, kiddies. <laughs> Tonight we'll drink a little terror with your favorite Fox stars from Universal Studios, Florida. But first, a special presentation sure to give you goosebumps. Goosebumps is rated GB7 because it may be too spooky for Goosebumps fans under 7. And now, Goosebumps, the haunted mask. What did you just shove in your mouth? <laughs> I, 
It's a Would you dot. Get another piece of candy? It's oh, a... is it good? It's um, good. I can't tell which one it is though. Probably it's one of the ghost ones. It's a mystery flavor. I think it was orange. I don't know. Kind what of, it was. kind of orangey. It tastes kind of citrusy. Hang on, cause now it's all stuck in my teeth. I know. That's why I had a feeling we're like gonna have to wait. We're back. <laughs> Kevin's just eating dots. We just talked about this. How no, it's no. you can't eat the chewy ones. Yep, we were offline. I thought we were fine. The oh. fake sponsor and everything. So it was fine. Good God. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most Kramer one I've done yet. It really was. Okay. <clears throat> so we uh continue our Halloween special podcast of horror here. That's right. At the graveyard. Rachel selected marvelous selection. She stewed over this. She even brought I over really did honestly. She, she brought over two different DVDs to figure out <laughs> what to do. And rest assured, folks, we watched both of them, and we'll do the other one next year. Rachel, we are doing, of course, what? Goosebumps. You will beware. <laughs> You're in for scare. <laughs> We're doing Goosebumps, episode one, The Haunted Mask. I guess that's you, episode one and two. Did you like say two-parter. Did you say sorry or sorry? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There you go. Thank you. In, <laughs> in, honor, <laughs> in honor of this episode, you should be saying sorry. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. The Haunted Mask. Goosebumps. The Haunted Mask. An actual one and Halloween two. episode. <laughs> that's that's what got it done. That's, that's... what got me. That yeah. got me. Yes. So it is an actual Halloween episode. We are doing an actual Halloween episode. <laughs> even though, even though, Rachel. I know. I agree. It's, it's, there are, a lot of them are pretty Halloween-y. It's just that, you know, this one Halloween is, actually is Halloween, Halloween is Halloween. in the air. Yes. That's Halloween right. is a Halloween's a central plot point of this one. Yes. So I get it. Rachel, what happens in the haunted mask? Goosebumps the haunted mask is about a haunted mask. To, to truly sum it up, it's a it's a little girl who wants to get revenge and she buys a haunted mask. Shenanigans. <laughs> I do enjoy that like half of your descriptions of things are just shenanigans. Is that okay? <laughs> That's what happens. Do you want me to spoiler it? I mean, I can. No, no. It possesses her. Yeah, she gets possessed by a haunted mask. I think right. that's fair. I think it's fair. This is the first episode of the 1995 series Goosebumps. Goosebumps, of course, written by R.L. Stein, famed writer would you call awkwardly him... also in this yes <laughs> so stilted so unbelievably stilted lemony snicket he is not no because lemony snicket is so good and then this <laughs> i didn't expect him to be so like stilted because like you're oh. okay rl he's Stein... a dork <laughs> do people not know what goosebumps is out there i mean no, i think there's a new there's a new show is, right? on disney plus Yes. Okay. There's a new show on Disney Plus. There were a couple of movies a few years back with with Jack Black playing R.L. Stein, which now seems so miscast after listening to this man talk. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> but do you think that there's people out there that don't know what Goosebumps are? 
I guess we could explain it just in case. I think we have to do it a tad. I won't go into the entire like production or anything like that. But this, to me, I have a feeling, if I remember correctly, and we'll find out, I'm sure, as we go through our journey here on Shelf Life, this is like the pinnacle of Goosebumps with this Haunted Mask TV episode. I think that they kind of threw everything at it. Oh, you mean like just this episode period? Or do you mean like this whole series? This episode period. I know. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. When people say like, what's the best of Goosebumps, it might be this episode of Goosebumps. People say the Haunted Mask, but they also mention like a few others. I mean, I think that we would still do things, stay out of the basement, Night of the Living Dummy, that, uh, one, that one, definitely. I can't think of other ones. I remember the books more than the show, to be honest with you. So I don't remember. There's like Werewolf one. There's Welcome to Dead House. There's all these different ones. For me, R.L. Stein is kind of the Stephen King for kids. Oh, yeah. Would you say? Well, I, I would say that's exactly what it is. Yeah. He kind of looks a little like Stephen King, too, actually. <laughs> he has written a ton of crap. He writes it pretty quickly and was very, very prolific when we were kids in particular. Mm-hmm. And then and then he wrote more teenager, preteen kind of books. Uh, okay. What is that one called? Uh, what's it called? Fear Street. Fear Street. So that Netflix trilogy, he also wrote. Okay. So there's a bunch of fear. I don't think fear... I watched that one, but okay. I, ha- I have not either. But there's a bunch of Fear Street books, and that is more geared towards, like, teenagers. Gotcha. So he's... So it's probably a little bit darker, but not too much. Yeah, I'm guessing it's, like, a little bit darker. And then there's, like, another show that he produced that's a little more, like, preteen, like, teen, like, supposed to be a little scarier, too. Can't remember the name of that one. Somebody's screaming at it. I expected him because Stephen King is a weirdo. And in 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 a you know not not necessarily like a terribly bad way like he's just a crazy person so he has a lot of charisma he had no charisma at all in this no it was a little awkward it was awkward so the haunting hour was the other show that they had after Goosebumps Mm -hmm. in like the late two thousands and that was supposed to be like Goosebumps but it's a little it's supposed to be like scarier I bet I watched this one I've heard it's good but who knows i mean i probably watched it when it came out yeah according to the the goosebumps wiki on it the haunted mask was 121 pages so it's supposed to be one of these kind of books that's you know for kids to get into like chapter books and stuff and i remember they would always be available in the library or on that scholastic book oh yeah the scholastic books fairs always had goosebumps books always Why did they get rid of those? Those were those were so good. I don't know. Maybe they still have. Apparently them. they I... did. No, apparently they got rid of them. People like oh, really? they say that they don't do them anymore. Oh, how? I mean, that's uh, folks at home get on threads and hashtag get... Schola- bring back Scholastic. <laughs> we, we gotta get Gen Z to reading. <laughs> Gen Z might be too old to be reading Goosebumps, but it's whatever well, the one after like, that is. I'm just saying, like into reading. Period. <laughs> oh yeah, put down your fucking phone and read something. What's what's the next? God damn it! Is it what is the next generation after Z? Alpha. 
Okay, Gen Alpha then, also. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> stupid names for these stupid things. Well, we ran out of letters, so now we're in the Greek letters. By the time we die, they'll run out of Greek letters, and then they'll be like, whatever. <laughs> Start over. Okay, so the Scholastic Book Fair is where I probably read a lot of these. And I did read a lot of these. I think that they were just kind of fun reads for as a kid. So there were a ton of them. They were popular because of that. And, of course, because they were popular because of that, we got to make a TV show out of this thing. Mm-hmm. I think it was more a Twilight Zone thing. Yeah, I think I think it just did like a two-parter for fun for this one. I don't yeah. think it was like a, oh, everyone is going to, two- well, nope. They're all two-parters? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. No, they are. They are all two-parters. That's interesting. So, you know what that reminds me of then? Uh, Series of Fortune Events, if you, the new one... <laughs> Which I really like. I thought they did a good adaptation of Series Unfortunate Events. Because that was one of my favorite books when I was growing up. You mentioned uh, Lemony Snicket, I had to say it. And they did that one where it was like every three episodes was one of the books. Okay, okay. Yeah, so they kind of did like, here's this book and then this book and blah, blah, blah. So maybe they did do two-parters just so that the full book... Yes, they can actually adapt the full book. Yeah, Now Nowadays, these length times for these episodes though would be doubled each episode would probably be like an hour almost long well i I don't think they would have left them at only 24 minutes i think every once in a while they did an hour long but i think for the most part it was like week one or after school one day one you're doing part one and then the next day or the next week you're doing part two okay i think that's how that makes sense this was this was different forward to something we can discuss this. So the production takes place in Canada, which you can tell very easily by these actors because Just there's the a lot of aboots and a-boots oyas and stories all over the place. This was the first episode to air. It aired on Fox. It did not air on Fox Kids. It aired in fucking prime fucking time rachel that I can... seems odd and it's weird that like you brought this one obviously because you were like no we got to do something halloween based it aired on yeah. october october 27th 1995 i can remember vividly watch <laughs> i can remember vividly watching this at night because i was like holy shit they're gonna have goosebumps on at night oh that would make sense though because it's supposed to be scary yeah so you're in for a scare and it it should be dark out it was like a like a special like it truly was like this is a a special event i have the sense memory folks at home probably know what i could be talking about you know that fall like the heat's kind of on because it's like a chilly outside so you have that like kind of like that furnacey smell i'm eating a slice of my (laughs) fat kid is eating a slice of pizza watching goosebumps god only knows what was on before or after that probably dinosaurs or boy meets world i didn't remember a lot from it other than the mask design which is excellent by the way Oh, the mask design is fantastic oh my god that's the, what i would be concerned they'd butcher in like the new newer versions of yeah those. well because the other thing about goosebumps the books is that they all have very distinct covers it looks like the mask on the cover six or seven year old or whatever i was yeah. trying watching this episode yeah it was fun but now nearly <laughs> 30 years later does it have shelf life does it have shelf life 
I kind of want to go back and like read the books now and say, do they have shelf life? So I don't think it started this way when the episode premiered, but there is, in my humble opinion, a very iconic opening credit sequence for Goosebumps. I think anybody that watched it when they were kids would know exactly what this is. Because it's that... It's R.L. Stein like cloaked. CGI pages start flying out of his briefcase. And I guess it's supposed to be like all his horror written pages. It's going over the town. It first goes over a billboard and turns a model into greasy haired model. <laughs> yeah, it like horrorizes the model, I guess. And then I remember this effect actually getting I to me a little bit. I remember the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, like, so the goosebump symbol goes over. It's a like, golden it's a retriever. Shadow, it's right? the it's the kindest dog there is. Yes. But like the shadow goes over the dog and it makes the eyes turn into like crazy cat like glowy eyes. <laughs> Like <laughs> terrible, terrible CGI. Oh, yeah. it's it's horrible. It's great. It's childhood I, right there. <laughs> this shadowy G like opens the door and there's like scenes from Goosebumps. And then yes. the thing that always is sad is this creepy voice going, Viewer beware, you're in for a scare. Oh before yeah. Before it would start. So mm-hmm. that was Goosebumps. I think that's iconic. Yeah, there's no other word for it. That's what no, it is. It is. It is what it is. <laughs> I apologize to no one. It starts off by going through the masks. And I think on the original broadcast, it just, this is how it started. Just going through the masks and you end up at R.L. Stein's face, which. <laughs> <laughs> which if the man had more charisma. Now, maybe he's putting on like a show here. Like this is like the character he I... wants to be. Is Yeah. That's a good question. Is he trying to be Rod Serling or something? I don't think he's trying to be Rod Sterling. Because he's I... so... You could see Twilight Zone doing this, right? Where, like, it goes by the yeah. mass, and then and then there's Rod going, like, mass. Right, and we hide behind them every thing. day. Yeah, yeah, then he, like, like, walks out from behind one, or he yeah. is one. Yeah, that's true. I guess it could be. Maybe he is, and he's just trying to be more mysterious. I think this is the only time he did this. Would would it have been better if he was the Rod Serling of Goosebumps and he did like a little introduction? Maybe. For each episode. That'd be kind of fun. (laughs) I mean, clearly he doesn't have the panache to pull it off. So what he does is he, in a very, very straightforward, like... Almost monotone. Almost monotone voice is just like, hello. You're about to watch Goosebumps. It's the haunted mask. A story about Carly Beth. A girl that's afraid of things. And uh, he says the signature line. He does. Which I, I keep wondering if he came up with it or if somebody else came up with it. Because I don't know. Because I'm like, he doesn't say it with any vigor. He's just like, fewer beware. You're in for, You're a, in scare. for a scare. That's how he says it. Mm-hmm. What's so scary about that? You'll see. Viewers beware. You're in for a scare. So the episode begins, and <laughs> we're walking through what I think might be CGI smoke. <laughs> like, it's well, they, supposed no, to be, well, like, fog. I think it's a little CGI. I they, would assume they did, but it looks kind of like CGI. It, it kind of looks fake. It looks a little It looks fake. like it's glowing, and it's just kind of hanging there. 
So we talked about the fashion in Night of the Sh- Living Sean or whatever the hell that episode was called. But then, then there was Sean. <laughs> the Night of the Living Sean sounds <laughs> even better, and I wish it was about zombies. There's a bit of 90s fashion going on here with these characters. In particular, the main girls. Slight grunge, but not too much. Yeah, they, they're straight out of like a... Yeah, we came right back from the Nirvana concert. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, they were, uh, we went to the garage band and then we came back over here. Well, so, she's got like the ruffled faux turtleneck and like an oversized One's got a denim jacket, jacket on. on top of that. Yeah, yeah, the denim jackets. Denim jackets are in now, so. Denim is in. How Can't dare you? complain about that. <laughs> so, there's two girls, Sabrina, I think Sabrina. is the name of the friend, and Carly Beth is the main I- girl. Go ahead. It's Rachel's such a about 90s to go on a rep. <laughs> it's just such a 90s name and the fact that she goes by her first and middle name. You don't think people are doing that anymore? You don't think that's come around? I know they might. Folks I at home, know. you know anybody that goes by their first and middle name? I'm it's like Mary. Saying, like... It's like Mary Jane. Or, yeah, but uh... Carly Beth is such an interesting one. Like, that's interesting. Yeah, Carly Beth doesn't, doesn't fit. It's like putting a square in a rectangle and trying to... Get them to go together. <laughs> I mean, a square and a rectangle. I mean, square. Well, I was going to say square and peg in a round hole, but I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to say something better. <laughs> we had, it kind um, of works, but it's, it's just different. And I just feel like people no, I agree. growing up, they, a lot of them would do that, especially if they had a name that was so common, then they'd go by the first and middle name. Mm-hmm. No, I could see that. We had and then somebody... half of them had the same middle name, so it was, like, really dumb. <laughs> right. <laughs> we had somebody in high school that went by the f- first and middle name together, and if she would have gone by the first name or the middle name, it wouldn't have worked. Wouldn't have fit. Wouldn't have been her. <laughs> but it had to have the whole thing. You had to have the whole thing. Nobody called her one or the other. You said the whole thing. Huh. Mm-hmm. Carly Beth. Carly Beth. And everybody calls her Carly Beth. Nobody's calling her Carly. No one's calling her Beth. Nobody's calling her CB. She could have been called CB. Call her CB. CB. (laughs) Could have been. So they (laughs) they walk by this store that says novelty shop on it. And Carly Beth is like all like, oh, look at this. This could be fun. We could go to the novelty store. And Sabrina's like, oh, come on, Carly Beth. We got to get home. It's getting late or whatever she says. So, like, it establishes that there's this new store in town, I guess. And yeah, like a pop-up store. It must just be like a pop-up store. Like, <laughs> you okay, this evil German like, brought this it... pop-up store? Look, how do these kids that probably pass this same store every day after school or something go, hey, look, a new store? Yes, because oh, it's look, a... a new store. No, 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 like, no, no. what no, the hold frick? On. Hold, on. hold on. I think we're piecing this together. It's a front. It's not oh. a real store. So this guy is like, he's like an Eastern European. He is from behind the Iron Curtain, right? Oh, boy. Very clearly. So he has opened up this store because he needs to figure out how to get rid of these masks, right? So there is some suspicious shit going on. Like, he's got the masks in there. But he's got some other goods in there, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah, he is. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he's a he's like an arms dealer, or like something. <laughs> and he just so happens to have these evil masks that he was he was doing he was doing Nazi so science. We find out that the man made the masks. Yeah, okay? he was doing Nazi science. That's oh, what I'm saying. 
And now he's trying to sell this shit to the highest bidder. He did not expect these two teenage girls to walk into the store. <laughs> but they don't go in the store first. They, they first don't. go to this pumpkin patch of rotting In the middle of pumpkins. the night. Hold on a second. Well, okay, because... yes. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we have a lot to get through in this one, but there is a lot to talk about. It's dark. Like, it is dark. Like, it is, like, at least 9 o'clock at night, if not later. And these kids are going on a pumpkin patch at nine o'clock at night. Yes. Wait, they, where there's rotting pumpkins. They waited till the last minute to go, too. And so it's just like kind of like, what? <laughs> and they have like flashlights and there's mist being pumped in from the background. <laughs> from just off screen. Why are the r- pumpkins rotted? Like, even if you go to a pumpkin patch and it's Halloween, they will have pumpkins left over through November. I so there's, like, so. what is wrong with this patch? Yes, I wouldn't folks. buy from this patch. There's, like, some zombies coming out of this ground at some point. A little known fact. You to, you want to buy stock in pumpkins, you buy it in September. And then you assume that it's going to hit the peak right around January. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it either. I don't understand why some of them are bad. I don't understand why this is just like a communal pumpkin patch. Yeah, where you can just, just go, go pick, pick your own pumpkin. I mean, that's pretty cool. Is that a thing? No. Folks at home, is that a thing? Do we just no. not live in like a small enough town <laughs> where like... There's a communal pumpkin patch. I mean, I guess that's true. Maybe it's just like a really tiny, small town thing where they just have like, we planted pumpkins, go pick your pumpkin. Why don't you start that, Rachel? You could start the communal pumpkin patch. We'll make a pumpkin patch? Yeah. Because the farmers would probably come at me for it, considering how much money they make from people coming by to their farms in October. Exactly. (laughs) And that's why there's no communal pumpkin patch, because of fucking capitalism. (laughs) Capitalism. (laughs) That's what did it. So she reaches down because she's like, oh, here's a good one. And when she goes and picks it up, a hand comes out of the ground and attacks her. And it turns out to be these two turds. These oh, two absolute little, turds. These two little fucking troll children. Wearing the pumpkin heads. And they look like 90s turd children. My Absolutely. God. The one is going through puberty and the other one isn't quite there yet. And... Turds. So Absolute they, turds. We learn that they like to make fun of Carly Beth because she gets made fun. Of, she gets afraid of everything. She's even, a, like she's just skittish. Like even come on. Even Sabrina is like you get scared of everything and like don't worry about them. And she accuses Sabrina actually of being in on it with them. I was getting some vibes in this conversation because they were going back and forth of like you know that you know they did this to me, they did this to me, and she's like, "That's not funny." And Serena's like, "You know, I would do nothing to hurt you and all that stuff." There was a couple of scenes in this where I was like, "These two dating? Like, do they have a thing for each other?" What the two girls? Yeah, oh, I like didn't a, really pick up on that vibe. There was like a little bit where I was like, "Might have just I been like a maybe." <laughs> I don't know. I got a bit of a mean girl vibe. I got a bit of a... Oh, you think Sabrina's kind of a Sabrina kind of is a little bit of, like, a backhanded friend. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like she would be in on it and laugh at anything that happens to her. She seemed like she could have been a little bit in on it. Like, she never, like, sticks up for her. Yeah, she kind of shouts back at them. I don't remember what she does when they feed her the worm, which... I don't think she does anything. And that... Yeah. That's, that's uh, ridiculous. That's abuse the of some kind. The teacher needed to know that. that that's is right. Outrageous. <laughs> yes. That's not somebody's. Funny. Somebody's getting fucking expelled for that oh one. Oh my god! I would have punched him so hard in the face. <laughs> 
So Sabrina tries to convince her that it's a stupid, stupid joke. And it's just a prank. What's her name? Carly Beth is like, <laughs> but she says like, why me? And like cries on her shoulder. I guess. Like yeah, a little they, bit. yeah, I guess they could. Yeah, busting balls on this episode. That is a really toxic relationship if she, they are in like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> I will actually give her a little bit of acting credit on this, Rachel, because she does this a few times where she tries to defend herself and she goes, <laughs> You want to give her this. props for that? There's a couple it. of those that just this felt one, like the This one in this scene <laughs> is actually pretty good this because I thought fine. this one was like a good stutter. Later on, good. she does she a very does... bad stutter. This oh, one is awful. Pretty good stutter. This one I was thought. fine. This one was fine. I I I might be afraid sometimes what I mean. She's she's like um she's like stuttering like Hugh Grant in a romance <laughs> in a romantic comedy. It's kind of true. So she, she doesn't says, even get the pumpkin, which is really sad. Yeah, she doesn't, she get, doesn't the pumpkin. get the pumpkin. She, she doesn't like being scared. She goes home. She's all upset about it. When she does go home, her mom comes up with... Her mom's fucking crazy. <laughs> her mom has some fucking Carrie mom vibes here. Because she shows what she made in her. I think class. it would be Carrie if Carrie was a mom. I don't think it's Carrie's mom. I think it's Carrie if Carrie was a mom. Because Carrie's mom is like a child abuser. This is not a child abuser. Okay. She's just kind of eccentric. Because she's yes. like artist eccentric. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. Because this lady has made the scariest fucking thing that it she looks... could possibly imagine. It also it looks is... like a grown man, not like her 10-year-old daughter. Oh, you, oh you're telling me that you... Because if it weren't for the eyes, like looking at this thing from the side, it looks like He-Man. <laughs> okay, so she made. It looks like He-Man. It's she like made. He-Man bust. <laughs> she made a bust of her daughter's head. I guess because if what happened to Carly Beth didn't happen, she was gonna try to try to trap her daughter's soul into this <laughs> into this head. <laughs> Bust. the fuck is going on i don't know i don't i don't know why she thought this was gonna like make her feel but it does because she's just like oh this is actually really cool like good job mom at it least carly beth does say this is kind of creepy yeah and at least carly she does mom is like what's creepy about it she's like no i like it i like it it's just uh why did you do this <laughs> just like because i love you well, she's also being a little self-deprecating with that. It's like, why would you want anything that looks like me? Why would you want anything that reminds you yes. of me? I'm such a me, me, me. You know, like. No, oh, you, I would say that's because Carly Beth lacks confidence. Oh, You're she has saying, no confidence. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I thought you were saying it's because she's like one of those like, oh, I'm just like whatever oh but she's I not want... going like oh, pick me oh i'm so not that great but tell me how great i am no that's not what i mean i mean like she's super self-deprecating because she's preteen and going through hormones <laughs> <laughs> she does get spooked and rachel i was trying to figure out what the fuck was going on with this and this is why i have a couple of fan theories for you so she freaks out and puts yep. the thing back on the pole because she says it smiled at her yeah it was creepy like she she like she did a good job acting that like what the hell did yeah it because just they do? they ran out of budget so it's just her reacting to it it's, you but don't that's see the this. first time the first time yes the second time but that's pretty good because if you're a little kid let's say you're a little kid watching this what's scarier seeing the thing smile or 
being told by someone like and seeing the person's reaction to it because you you your imagination that imagination that little bit of mystery does make it way worse yeah it does and then but then doing it the second time and then you actually get to it's like creepy you're just like what the hell <laughs> yeah so the 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 mom says you're letting halloween get to you like nothing happened she's like yeah yeah you're right so we get a shot of this bust and it does smile the mouth moves so rachel a couple of questions <laughs> I know. Are we to believe, excuse me, Mr. Stein, but are we to believe that this is some kind of magic mask bust? So my question is, did she, the mom, (laughs) is the mom taking a class with the creepy, (gasps) is is that the teacher? Is that what happened? Because it's like he trying to perfect this to be done right. Because then does he allow Carly Beth to take the mask to see if like, he got it to work because it's like, oh yeah, his he saw the mom doing it, and then and then he like puts two and two together when he sees Carly Beth. Oh my god! And he recognized He Man as Carly Beth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or in this world, in this particular Twilight Zone Goosebumps world, are <laughs> are all masks just evil? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's it's weird though because it, it's now that you say that I'm. I like this canon idea that she went and took a class from him to make the bust. Like, he's been in town for, like, a few weeks, and now she's like, I'm going to take a class from the the I am maker. your guest teacher. Yeah. And we are going to teach you how to make masks. You see, masks capture the soul and the essence of... I mean, that's that's kind of what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, but, I, I mean, I, I like that, because otherwise, why in the hell... Is the mom's mask moving? It doesn't make, doesn't any, make sense. any sense. Doesn't it make doesn't. any sense. So Carly Beth goes to her room, and the mm. mom told her that her duck costume was there because apparently mm. at some point Carly Beth t- said to the mom that it would be fun to be a duck for Halloween. So the mom, I guess, made this duck costume. Oh my god, it's an awful costume. I'm just gonna point that out right away. So she hears <laughs> she hears something behind her door. And it turns oh out God. that it is, not to steal a phrase from We Hate Movies, but it is a little shit boy. Oh my God, I can't this brother, him. This brother is a worse little turd shit boy. He's the worst thing ever. He deserves a smack. Like, seriously. Ugh. He put on this duck costume, which apparently also fits him somehow, because he's a foot shorter than her. Well, and... I think it's like a bit big, but yeah, you're right. It does kind of fit Yeah, him. I guess it's a little big. <laughs> But yes, puts on this duck costume and and scares her. So again, she's getting scared. She's getting scared left and right. The next day must be Halloween. Oh yeah, because there's like a few kids in costumes. Yeah, and they've all there's some pumpkins around and stuff like that, setting the mood. Did you see in the background that there's a pumpkin kind of being there's like a scarecrow jack o' lantern being hung in a tree? I did not see that before. Do you, but do you I think see that I, now. I, I do. I don't think it was intended that way, but I definitely see it. Yeah, we didn't worry about that kind of stuff in 1995. <laughs> the bullies come by, they scare Carly Beth again, and then they apologize for scaring her. And they're only doing this so that they can distract Carly Beth, so that they can put a worm on her sandwich. It made me so mad. It and made then me so mad. Carly Beth takes a bite. Of the sandwich. 
and then realizes that there's a worm in it and freaks out. And then we get a true Carrie moment, Rachel, oh because my God, the entire yes. schoolyard laughs at her. I couldn't stand this. They're all going to laugh at you. They're <laughs> all laughing at her. <laughs> like, that's what it felt like. They're all pointing and laughing and stamping their hands. And this clown kid doesn't really know what to do. And then <laughs> it's just like the most awkward thing. I guess I guess I have to say... Maybe I was, I, I'm giving Sabrina a, a mean thing, but she didn't laugh. So I, I should be, I should be nicer. She didn't laugh at this point, but I just felt like she could, like she would be in on it. But maybe I'm just projecting. <laughs> I can't remember if it was the director or if it was R.L. Stein that said that they were going to use a rubber worm for the scene. And Carly Beth, the, the actress playing Carly Beth, Catherine Long was all up for doing a, a live worm good for her <laughs> good good for her but like nowadays no because one you'd be like no we're not no harm to animals like we're not doing eating of of the worm on, on well i don't side. even think she actually took a bite of it. i don't think it she did take a bite of it i think it was there just wasn't near. a bite out of the worm yeah, yeah. so she just felt it move a little funny thing while we're talking about the name of Catherine long so <laughs> I saw this on a YouTube comment. I think Dr. Wolfula was reviewing this episode, and I wanted to see if I could find it on YouTube, too. And somebody put in a comment that one of the interesting... The most interesting thing about this episode is that Carly Beth's actress's name is Catherine Long, and Sabrina's actress's name is Catherine Short. And both... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Oh, that's... That's funny. That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> One of the differences between the book and the movie, and I, I have not read the book in quite a long time, so this is me just poking notes from the internet here, is that instead of the worm thing, it's a tarantula that is at a science fair, and they scare her using the tarantula. And then that gets her to be ready to like take revenge. That might have made more sense, but it probably would have been way more expensive to shoot. Probably because <laughs> so, they have to make a whole fair. There yeah, have to be like those this is just everywhere. Just with hang out. Things. Just go hang out the gym. A, Go hang out on the park there, and we'll just shoot it, and you know we'll get a good shot. They're just here. having lunch. We'll we're just having some lunch. It's fine. So she goes home. She's all upset. She's crying, and then she has her uh, Selena Kyle moment because. She decides to flip the fuck out and just destroys the duck costume. And well, the first part, she like just lays down and starts reading a friendship magazine. Well, she's trying to get her mind off of it, but she. I know, but the, I just love the, the fact that it's a friendship magazine. Yes, because and all her, all her friends. You have friend. betrayed me, world. Yep. And yeah. Then, and then she just rips the hell out of that duck costume. I kind yeah. of wanted the duck costume to come back at some point. Yeah, me too. It doesn't. It doesn't. But she does. Ugly ass costume. But it doesn't come back. She straight up Catwoman's this duck costume. So then she goes over to her dresser, and I thought she was gonna go full Selena Kyle and just start tearing up all of her outfits. Everything out. She doesn't do that. She pulls out her thirty dollars that she's saved up, and she's like, "Yes, I'm gonna show those fucking bastards what's what. (laughs) It's my fucking turn." So she goes to the novelty shop because she knows that there's Halloween stuff there. And she confidently walks in and she's like, give me the fucking scariest goddamn mask you have. <laughs> Cause I have these fucking turds that need to be scared. God damn Honestly, it. Honestly, if she was that confident talking to the man, sure. <laughs> she's not. No, 
No, she does she walk not. in very confidently, is enjoying the shop. Yeah, she actually is having some fun looking at some of the stuff and all these like different masks. At one point, there is. Did you see this mask that looks just like Larry David? <laughs> so she is walking around, and evil Nazi German guy is like, "Who are you? What are you doing in my shop?" And she's like, "It's, it's like a, well, shopping. It's a, it's a store." store. <laughs> so, Do you but, just live here and just have like your collection of masks? Like you made is, it look like a store. This is where you're saying she should not get any credit for the. I'm I'm Carly Carly. It was too much. It was too much. Yes, I think it went on for too long. Do another take. Who are you? I'm. I. I'd like to buy a mask for Halloween, please. We're closed. Um, only a minute, please. I, I, I really need a mask. I won't be long. That was the best take they had. <laughs> so she says she needs a mask. The phone rings, and he's like, you can look at anything on the wall, but don't look at anything else. Which, I mean, so. makes sense. Everything is out. This is what you can look at. Don't go in the back. Yes. Typical store rules right there. There's a little bit of evidence here to back up my claim, Rachel, because he's talking to somebody named oh Mutkov. All I wanted to do was, like, listen to this conversation. Do you have the stuff? We need the and stuff by midnight. he didn't want her. <laughs> he didn't want... And I don't care about customs yes. and everything. He has no intention on selling anything in this store. Which... I mean, honestly, it could be bodies because he is making these creepy-ass masks out of, like, real skin and stuff. Uh, yes. So... I was a little afraid when he points out the lamp, and I was like, oh, dear Lord, what is that <laughs> lamp made out of? <laughs> He's got a lot of masks. Like, they're fun masks, to be quite honest. I feel like no nowadays, you don't get fun masks like this. You'd uh... have to, like, pay up the ass to get something like this. <laughs> oh, yeah. These type of masks would be pretty expensive. Like, I could see, like, cosplayers making really cool masks like this, but I just, like, you go to a costume shop, you're not getting fun masks. <laughs> right. You're just getting, like, a more plasticky mask. These are, like, full-on right. rubber... Oh, yeah. They go over your leathery face. Leathery masks. Like, they're true, like, movie costume masks. Yeah. You know what else, too, that uh, this scary man is saying? He keeps going, I do not care about the customers. So, yes. Very you clearly. To, I just said that. Oh, did you? Yeah. I'm well, sorry. I guess he says I don't care about customers. I thought he said I don't care about customs. Oh, no. He said, because, like, I, I thought, thought, like, were, the I thought you meant, in, like, he doesn't being... care about Halloween. Like, it being no, a custom. No, I thought, I thought he said, like, I didn't realize it was, I thought it was customers. And then I was like, if maybe he said, it's I don't accent. care about customs, that would be even more. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really did. We need I was this like, shit shipped in tonight. I mean, it's really, I was like, maybe it is customers when we were, like, first watching it. Because I'm like, he is being an ass to this person who wants to buy something for his, from his store. But then I was like, maybe it's customs and he's having something shipped in and he just doesn't care <laughs> yeah no maybe and maybe it is customs maybe my uh maybe my subtitles were wrong when i wrote it down but so, yeah he doesn't care about customers he doesn't care about anything <laughs> and i don't know dude if you don't want people going behind your door with all of your evil haunted demon masks maybe lock it well i think he was closed i don't even think he technically was open then lock your front door agreed then, there should then, be a sign. There should be, you know, it should be locked. You could at the very it. least then have recorded a scene 
where she knocks on the door and he goes, no, we are closed. And she goes, but I need a mask. I have right. money. Right. And, and then he lets her in and says, fine, you get yeah, five minutes. She keeps yeah. knocking on the door. And yeah, he's like, fine, five minutes. And that, and then he forgot to shut the door or lock the yeah. back door. Right. Come on, R.L. Stein. <laughs> I've got so to tell this millionaire. How to she goes into his Frankenstein his... How, much, how much money do you think R.L. Stein's worth? Like a billion dollars? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they are Probably. Also a billionaire. 200 million. Yeah. I'd take it. <laughs> what, it's like you good. kill him to get the money? <laughs> no. I'm just saying, like, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah, he wrote all those books. Anyway. stupid. So anyway, she goes into this room and there's a wall of masks. Hideous masks. All actually very well articulated, very well done. Oh, yeah. And she looks at this one that's on the end that has... Rachel, I'll let you describe the mask. The swamp thing? You think so? <laughs> I mean, slightly. I mean, it's got like the swamp thing like bumps around the it's, head. It's and green. it's green. It's got yeah. sharp, daggery vampire fangy teeth. teeth. Yeah. Yeah, it looks angry. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's, a, it's an angry, angry mask. And she wants to... Very, very, very sharp cheekbones. Yes. Yeah. It's a very good-looking mask. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll give him that. It's the best part of this episode is the mask in general. The effects yes. on the mask, the way that it becomes more slimy and skin-like. Oh, yeah. As the Ooh. episode goes on, it starts, off, it starts off looking like a rubber mask, and then it gets more lifelike as it goes on. Yes. So she goes to touch it and grab it, and he goes, no, before, like, the she can. The eyes open, too. The eyes open. That was There's pretty good. There's eyes on it. That was like, a good effect. Where did that actually, eyes come from? That looked good. I thought that it effect looked, looked pretty good. It did look good. I would assume that somebody had the mask on for that part, right? It looks too good to just be, like, the CGI eyes and the floating heads that we see later yeah. on. So I think so. Okay. For that shot, I think it had to have been. Because it looks yeah. like real eyes. Well, because even when, like, now he says something and she turns and then all the masks turn towards the green yeah, one, like... Yeah. 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 And they kind of look at Carly Beth. So he intimidates her and he kind of tells her, like, you cannot take these masks. He locks the door. He locks the door. That's creepy. Just let her leave. Tell yeah, her to get she's out. thinking, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. What have I gotten myself into? The, the yearbook's going to be dedicated to me next year. <laughs> It feels like when he yells that he wasn't even, like, was he yelling at her? I thought he was yelling at the mask because, like, she runs back and he continues forward towards the mask. And I was like, were you yelling at the mask? I think that's kind of the, what's implied, that he was okay. kind of yelling at the mask, yeah. Okay, because it, like, it was like one of those, like, stop it, and then, like, he goes towards it mm -hmm. instead of her. Mm -hmm. It's just like, okay, he tries to bargain with Carly Beth because he's like, yes, these are very, very frightening masks. And she's like, well, yeah, you see, there's these guys that I'm trying to scare. And he's like, look, I can get you a nice gorilla mask. <laughs> we can go yeah, out there's front. There's something out front. There's something yeah. out front that I can give you. And she's like, no. A, there was a good zombie one out there. I would have used that one. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 no. That's not going to scare these guys. Carly Beth, come on. You think that these masks are going to scare anybody? You need to come with a prank. You need a good solid prank. Well, if you have a good mask and you come out of, like, the shadows, yeah, 
That would be scary. Yeah, I guess it's I guess it's an effort. Carly Beth is you gotta, a square. You gotta have a few like you know. Yeah, she's a square. She doesn't know exactly how to like scare people. I guess so. She's this is her best bet on what she's supposed to do. She's like, no, they're not gonna be scared by that mask. I need that creepy ass green haunted mask that you have. And he's like, no, cannot let you have this mask. <laughs> he's very adamant. And when she explains it, he's like, oh, a revenge. I see. So he says, you have a nice face, Carly Beth. Again, pointing to my theory about how, you know, why he he's he's getting a something in mind. And maybe I also have another reason as to why he said that. Oh, you think she, he wants to take her face off? I no, take, I no, 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 I wasn't going, I wasn't going, uh, I want to take Chainsaw her Massacre on that one. What were you thinking? Uh, his mask, his face, like, we find oh, yes. out that his face gets ruined. Yes. So, he's pretty much saying, you have a lovely face, like, don't ruin your face, like, with a mask, you don't have to cover it. I have to cover mine. Right. Oh, yes, at the end, that is what he says. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, that makes sense. So, he tries to insist on her to not do this, but he's like, I'm not going to take any responsibility or anything like that. And then he's like, she's like, I have money. I have 30 bucks. <laughs> like, that's going to be enough to, like, sell These this man to sell his soul. Masks. Yeah. And, so, she grab- so she grabs the mask, throw the money at him, and runs out the door. Yes, because he unlocked the door to tell her, like, no, p- just please go. He could have caught up to her. Oh, Yeah. He could have. Oh, yeah. He could have caught up to her. It was, like, in the middle of the day, too. I, can he not leave the house? Is that a part of, like, his... Does he is have a curse on him? that part of the lore? Him? I don't know. Yeah, because he, he closes the door. He puts clothes on it. So he doesn't even come after her. So it, is it, like, he's just like, all right, I guess we'll see what happens. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's just kind of like, all right, well, maybe it won't kill her. I don't know. <laughs> Everything will be fine, I guess. So she goes home and puts the mask on. And at this point, it just looks like a very good articulated so rubber good. mask. I wonder if they've ever made this mask to like be able to purchase. I don't know, because I kind of want mask. one now. I would love to like try one of these masks on. Because like, even when she like comes back, you have to like definitely do the makeup around your eyes and like do the glue so that it like sticks right. Because it's it's like the full, it's got to blend in with your body kind of a mask. Mm-hmm. But it looks fantastic. <laughs> so it's Halloween night, and she exits the room, and she scares her brother. Because the brother! Because she's Could doing... Like a beetle or something? Like yeah, a roach? Yeah, I, I think, it's, mean, a, I think honestly, it's a roach. Because that's... A yeah. Flea yeah. You can't get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> so she's doing this twice, like the crypt keeper mixed with Carly Beth at him and yes. freaking him out. So just the mask is enough to freak out her little puke stained brother. She's like, "All right, I'll take the mask off because he's like, "Come on, Carly Beth, you're scaring me. How are you doing that voice?" And it's like, "Because I'm doing a voice. Like I'm she, doing a bit." But like, she goes like, "I don't know." I know, so, but I think she's just joking. I think at, at that, that point, point she's got to be joking, yeah. So she goes to take the mask off and it's getting stuck, so she can't take it quite off, but she is able to get it off with some effort cuz she's like, "What's going on?" and takes it off. The brother wants to try it on and, you know, this is where he asks her, how did you do that voice? And she says, I don't know. And like looks back and forth. But then, and then she goes, but I like it. 
So like <laughs> that is a little weird. That part is a little weird when she's. That's why like I'm it. saying I don't think she knows how she's doing the voice. But I guess to your point, she could have been fucking with him. I thought she was still <laughs> screwing with him a little bit. And she was like, yeah, I got like some confidence with the mask on and I'm doing a voice. Yeah, and she <laughs> likes, I like being bad. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what she's doing, yeah. Don't you change your voice like that? That was the scariest part. I don't know. But I like it. <laughs> So I also put... didn't know, is this, like, Mask Loki or something? Because it kind of reminded me of, like, I want to go cause mischief kind of a mask Well, character. that is that is the plot of The Mask, the well, I know that, but it just feels very similar. That's what I'm saying. Like, Yeah, it's some sort of... Because it likes to cause mischief. I, I have a feeling what it is, is that it is a little bit of... I'm going to... It absorbs the person's, like, essence kind of thing. So if it would have gone on somebody not as sheepish as, Car as Carly Beth, it would be doing some more evil stuff sooner oh yeah so possibly. it being on carly beth it it's trying to turn her the intent is a bit more mis mischievous than yeah. malicious yeah so okay. it wants to do evil stuff it just needs to turn carly beth heel even more it needs to break her bad and yeah. it's doing that starting by doing like if it was an adult story absolutely you'd be getting the adult story the the haunted mask murders someone you know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, if if you took the same Goosebumps story... And at and, least, like... And you put them all for adults, which them. <laughs> I kind of want to do, we would... Great. Because, like, you could still do it. Because, like, R.L. Stein's books all have, like, a little bit of satire humor to them. Right, yes. They're all based on tropes of horror. Yeah. So it would be kind of interesting to, like, okay, now re-adult them, but keep kind of the satire tire and the twist ending and that kind of shit mm -hmm. so her mom's like let me see your duck costume and she doesn't want to obviously show, show her, her mom, mom that, that it's not a duck costume she's just going out with this mask on so she i guess devises this plan where oh i can take my head on a stick which by the way the mask is getting wetter at this point yeah you can already see it's kind of sweating a little bit yeah and the eyes are getting more connected to there's yes it's it's not like an eye hole anymore no it, look, it looks like i like i said before with like the glue it looks like she put that on to make it look like it blends in with her face yes so carly beth uses the head to trick her mom i guess does she <laughs> i don't remember her doing that what, oh oh i thought that's what she was gonna do you're right she doesn't no, so she takes the head and she puts it on like this stick. And I think the whole plan is to be like, look at me, I'm this monster that took Mary Beth's head <laughs> type of thing. And she even makes it look like it's got blood coming out with like a like a Oh, that's like what a that's scarf. supposed to be. I had yeah. no idea what that was supposed to be. <laughs> I thought she just didn't want people to see the stick. No. <laughs> It's supposed to be a head on a stick. Like I shoved, I ripped her head off and shoved it on a stick, and you can see the blood coming out of it. I got it. Okay. Yeah. And then so she like does she somehow like tricks her mom not to come into the room. The well, mom she tells her like I gotta to go, and then the oh, yeah, yeah. the phone call rings, or she's like the dad's on the phone or something. Oh like yeah, that. that's what it was. She got distracted, so like that was yeah. easy enough, right? I so, thought that what she was gonna do was stick the head around the corner <laughs> and try to make her mom think that that was her. No, if that would have happened, good God, is that super corny? Then her mom is like. Like, oh my god, my He-Man daughter. Look at how fantastic I did that. 
<laughs> so Carly Beth is going oh. going around and she's scaring kids and stuff. And then she yeah, she's kind of doing that voice. She's and doing just like the creeping. Voice. Yeah, she tees. She sees two figures that are like the size of the turd kids from the beginning. And they're really not. They look way smaller than the turd kids from the beginning. I yes. thought. Yes, but, but it's she, like one's taller, one's shorter. That's like I think yeah. what all she was looking for. She thinks it's them, it's not them. So she's like, "Well, it's a good thing that you're not, because I would kill you." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she goes like insane, like, "Oh my god, I would have gone after you then." But it turns out like this is the friend's house, so the friend comes out just like a mouse. I thought she was a rat. Duh. <laughs> a mouse. Duh. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely also thought she's a she squirrel, was a right? <laughs> <laughs> a chinchilla, maybe. I think she, I think she's a cat at the end because she somebody is a does cat. She does she tell is. us, and yeah. she goes, "I'm a cat," and they're like, "You look like a hamster." And but it's like, <laughs> well, I'm like, I agree. But I thought she was like the rats because she's about to go dance with like the ballerinas in like the Nutcracker or something. I, I thought she was a mouse. I was glad that they added that in because I feel like. <laughs> I feel like they made the, this actress this costume, and everyone was like, "Are you a mouse?" <laughs> and, and the script, and they were like, "Well, the script says it's a it's a cat." So then they had to write that in because they were like, "Yeah, this doesn't look anything like a cat." <laughs> now I'm starting to feel bad for Sabrina because I really did think she was kind of a mean girl, but like thinking about it and talking about it, I don't think she is a mean girl at all. And then she gets like crapped on for her outfit and everything. <laughs> And, and she just has to deal with her scaredy cat of a friend. And the duck costume would have went better with the mouse, too. So they would have actually had semi-matching costumes. Yeah, it would have made more sense. Otherwise, now she's just like the rat sidekick, you know? <laughs> <laughs> to, to this the, to the golem monster. <laughs> golem monster. Sabrina is like, oh, this is like a really creepy mask. It's freaking me out a little bit. She liked it. She did think it was pretty cool, but also like, ooh. But she's like, like, too much. Can you, like, take the mask off for just a second? And instead of doing anything like taking the mask off or anything, Carly Beth decides to flip the fuck out and starts like... <laughs> <laughs> well, because all she wants to do is find the other two turds and get her revenge. Turd? That's it. She is very <laughs> on this mission to get them. Yes. And part one actually ended with her, like, shaking the friend. Now, the night that this premiered, this was a full-on hour. So we got to watch the second part right away as kids, Rachel. I don't okay. know what it, if in syndication if it did a part one. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Rachel just made like, it look like fucking cares to me. I'm sorry. No, keep talking. Tell your story. My point is, much like the Twilight Zone... I think that Goosebumps could be served well by doing half an hour shows because a lot of this second half repeats itself and drags it a bit. It kind of does, yeah. Now, I, that isn't to say I understand doing the two-parters for a lot of these because it's a book. And if you want to do the book, you need to get everything that would be in the book. And Yeah, all the good points that you want to keep, right? Right. But I feel like maybe then they could have, I don't know. Like, there's parts in this in this second half where I'm kind of like, 
can get to the next point, please. Like we, yeah. especially <laughs> that scene with her and the the two little shits. Like it feels like okay, it goes we get on it on a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, Carly Beth wasn't really possessed by the haunted mask when she was shaking her friend. She was like, "I'm just screwing with you." Like. I kind of like scaring people. Is this the point where you were like, what was the direction? Because she's like, I kind of like it. I'm getting into character. And she's yes, like, start, she starts acting like the Jim Carrey mask. She laughs and it's just like, <laughs> and then it's just like this weird thing. And then the, like, the mask looks like it's sweating more already. And it's like, it's like, well, that that's why be... I think it act, it's acting like, like, goofy i want to be mischievous like itself yes well and she it's got to be kind of hot like she's wearing this oh know, yeah mask and she keeps like being like i like scaring people and sabrina's like well you're doing a good job of it you fucking <laughs> psycho <laughs> sabrina's like i hope we make it through the night because she's gonna fucking go to school tomorrow with this still mask on and she's gonna freak everybody out and we're gonna be on code blue even though that's not a thing yet Oh my god. So they open the door to the first house to go trick-or-treating. This is where the one kid is like, what the hell are you supposed to be? And she's like, I'm <laughs> yes. a mouse. Duh. And... Well, I'm a little confused as to why these two children in their pajamas. Like, it feels like a Christmas scene more than a Halloween scene. <laughs> no, they went trick-or-treating earlier. They're back with the mom to hand out candy. I guess. So they just want to watch, the see the costumes, I guess. It just seemed kind of silly. Like, why aren't they the are kids still in, in pajamas, costumes? pajamas, aren't they? I this... still think they should be in, like, costumes or yeah, something. it's a bit weird. It's the 90s. Everybody had a, a bedtime, an early bedtime or something like that. Sure. Carly Beth tries to scare this little girl by telling her that she's going to die up there or something like that. You're going <laughs> to die up there. And then she pisses on their stoop. <laughs> I mean, the mom says she's going to call the police, so she may as well have. She like, takes one piece of candy and walks away. But it's like, yeah, a scary kid in a scary mask tried to scare your kids. I'm not surprised that that happened. You're not going to be able to call the police on her. That's not how that works. A child it's Halloween. This, this child wearing this demon mask running around, and I think we need to... Going it. boo and stealing a piece of candy and leaving. So she even kind of kind of changes her gait at this point. Like she's kind of like walking like a little more like. <laughs> That's true. Like, she is. She's walking like she's a goblin. <laughs> and Sabrina's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" So Carly Beth is trying to be like, "It's not me. It's the mask." And I can't tell if she means it. I can't tell I, if I she's... think it's kind of both. I think it's influencing her to act the way she is acting. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's Carly Beth, but she's not really recognizing until somebody points it out. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's truly like just taking over. Yeah, and she's influencing she's her fighting to, to get she's fighting to get through there. If she starts talking backwards English or or gets a uh, paler complexion, then we'll know something's wrong. Yeah. So she tells. Sabrina, she wants to go make fun or scare more people, and yeah. she's gonna go find those two little bastards to kill them. <laughs> she doesn't want to be the the scarable Carly Beth anymore. She wants yeah. to be this goblin character that she's created. And Sabrina's for the night. Sabrina's like, I just want to trick or treat, man. And so she's like, Well, then I'll meet back with you later. <laughs> and then runs off and like scares this group of children. <laughs> And then runs down the street. It's like, all right. And okay. I feel like at this point, Sabrina, just go home. Or get grab your candy and then don't even find your friend again. Just just grab your candy and go home and eat. I mean, she's like, like enjoy. Carly Beth's like breaking pumpkins. She's like turn into a, like a little little nutcase. 
And I think that it's interesting because it's like, Carly Beth, maybe instead of going after these little kids, go after the kids your age that tormented you. Right. Why are you scaring all these little kids? Now you're just a weirdo bully. Yeah, now you're just being a bully. Because there's a couple of scenes where it just kind of shows her, like, chasing kids down and, and scaring the shit out of people. We find out that Bulk and Skull, for lack of a better term, because I don't, I don't, remember, their I don't remember their fucking names. names. Steve like, is one of it's them, It's like I Steve think. and Carl oh, Steve and or Chuck. something. Chuck. Isn't it Chuck? Okay, whatever. Who cares? They're pirates. Bulk and Skull. They're dressed yeah, up as skull. they're dressed up as pirates. They decide to go count their fucking candy in a graveyard, like a couple of nuts. That's psychotic. That is That's psychotic weird. behavior. As a child, absolutely. Something's These two kids that. are going to be dealing drugs by the time they're seventeen <laughs> years old. Okay, but it's even weirder. Okay, this is it's weirder than you're making it out to be because they go into. <laughs> the cemetery they go into this this place and then they're singing yo ho yo ho a pirate's life for me and doing like the swing dance yeah. around each other all yeah. right all right yeah. i don't understand these two characters anymore <laughs> yeah i didn't like that at all for many reasons <laughs> for <laughs> many reasons it was, I was just like it's like what is going on like why are they doing this and then i wondered if they stole the candy like pirates no, so then maybe. they were then they were so doing like a booty? festive like pirate dance. dance. Yes, that's the only way I can possibly justify. Or maybe these that's two. what they were pretending to be. Like, uh, yes, we have our booty, our treasure, and then they, yeah. like, go and they're counting it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what it was. So the one tries to scare the other and is getting too excited about this. Now, mind you, folks, this is Canadian child acting on Goosebumps. So it is the worst acting you've ever fucking seen because the one kid's like, stop it, Steve, stop it. And the other one's like, ha, yeah. ha, 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 in your face. It's ha, because ha, that's the ha, taller ha. one that's gone through puberty. So he's even worse because he thinks oh, yeah. he's like perfect. Yeah, this kid got his first pube last night and thinks <laughs> that he is hot shit. <laughs> so Carly Beth, comes into the graveyard and we get a lot of pov of carly beth behind the mask at this point mm-hmm. and she just comes out from behind a tree and is like <laughs> tasmanian devil yells she could have done this way better like be creepy and she like could have a shadow and yes she could have cre- making noises okay. and... again this is where the pacing is all off because instead of Yo ho ho in a bottle of rum, which they aren't even allowed to say on Fox Kids. (laughs) It could have been a couple of more minutes of her stalking them through the graveyard and then jump scaring them. Right, like popping up from behind a a tombstone would even be better. And then them being like, oh, it's Carly Beth, like you scared the shit out of us. And then yeah, but her... they, like, figure it out right away, too. Well, How the did they vo- figure that out right away? Well, she's wearing the same shirt that she was earlier in the day, and it's the voice. Like, oh, they can say... I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about it. I thought she was just, she decided to wear stripes like Freddy Krueger and then put on, like, a long black coat. So I didn't know what she maybe, was doing. Maybe that's the, maybe that is the reference with the striped shirt, Rachel. I didn't know about that. So the mask is... she is wearing, like, her dungarees and stuff still. Yeah, like, but, the vo- but the voice is there. I, I don't yeah. mind that they figured it out right away, because, like, you probably could figure it out. At least it wouldn't take you that long to figure it out. I don't know. I guess, yeah. 
But at this point, the mask is really gross. It's changed completely. It's no longer has that rubber look to it, like a rubber mask that it did before. Now it looks like they sat her in makeup for 10 hours. And they made this thing. Oh, yeah. The teeth have changed. It moves with her mouth now slightly. Mm-hmm. The eyes, when she blinks, her eyes have green eyelids, like the mask's yes. eyelids and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It, it is actually really, really good for fox goosebumps oh yeah and the mask is now telling the the two little shits to apologize to carly beth and he's like saying like look at the stick this is carly beth i took her head i took her head off and now you have to apologize i mean he's not lying he's actually telling the truth (laughs) and it's it's actually like if you think that carly beth has a knife or a gun you probably would be like you know what dude Let's just apologize to the to the stick. Well, I'm actually kind of surprised that she's got fucking carry powers or something. (laughs) Well, because they're like, gee, gee whiz, Carly Beth, you you actually like scared us, and like that's how they're acting. And I'm surprised they're like, it's like, wow, Carly Beth, you actually like scared us. Is what I would have expected from these. Yeah, like these two should have been like a bit of more like impressive, like good, like Like, nice. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, no, they're actually like. And then when she continues on, then they're like, uh. Uh, like that should have been the acting, I yes, think, is the way that yes. it should have been. And I kind of wonder if that's what the book does. I kind of oh, wonder probably. if the book does a better job of building to this because they like immediately are on their knees, like, okay, okay, Carly Beth. Oh, oh we're all. When it's oh. like she's the scaredy cat Carly Beth that you've been torturing her entire life, you wouldn't have just immediately backed down. I don't think. <laughs> I wanted, I went to the Wikipedia page because I wanted to see if it says. Like, what's the difference is? It says that she strangles Sabrina, so she actually does strangle her in the book. Oh my god. Oh, that's dark. Obviously, they're not going to show that on the show. Right. And it doesn't say, and she frightens children she does not know. It doesn't say anything about Steve and Chuck. Smashing pumpkins? Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Eventually, she finds Chuck and Steve and scares them. Okay, so it doesn't really say. It says exactly what, what does happen, so... Okay. okay. Doesn't it doesn't it doesn't say. I would assume that it's built up a little better in the book sure. though. That's just me assuming. You know, it's it's impossible to I would kind of hope so, especially since you just said that she strangles Carly or that she actually strangles Sabrina. Yeah, I kind of like that. <laughs> I love that. That's it's horrifying. I kind of expect it to be a bit darker and a bit more building with this with these two characters as well. Yeah. And so they just make them back down immediately instead of actually like. But then, them do other in a stuff. in a moment okay, where ahead. I could see this actually frightening children, the head, the plaster of Paris head, says, yes. "Help me, help me." And to... now I'm questioning everything. All right, because this head already moved earlier in this movie. Is this a different soul the mom has like? put into this head or is it carly beth that's an excellent question is the <laughs> is the mama member of the occult and has put another soul in here that's i'm just saying fantastic <laughs> the other possibility that we aren't thinking of is that the mask is just using the plaster of paris to scare oh, them oh that's a good idea too i like that it's like a puppet now yeah like a ventriloquist dummy type a ventriloquist of dummy yeah yeah, yeah. The other possibility is that 
the mask is trying to transfer Carly Beth's soul into the head so that she can take it can take over the body. Yes, that was that's what I was originally thinking. But then this 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 head moves at the beginning of the movie and it just it, or show and it just confused me. No, but you had like, it right. Yes. This is a movie. It's a high quality <laughs> film. Well, the mask is, but <laughs> so the two little shits run mm. off and. The mask Carly Beth starts howling at the moon like a fucking that werewolf. Was... Okay. All right. With the howls. And, and then the goblin decides to bury the head. Yeah, she defaces right. a graveyard. Think... Yes. But I do think that at this point, Carly Beth is in the head because that's why he's burying it. Because it's like, okay, the goblin's going to like, I'm going to bury this and then it's never going to come back. Ah! Yeah. That like, I you know. will, yes, I will take over for Carly Beth. Yeah. Yes. I agree. I don't know, man. I don't care if you're a demon from hell or whatever. You, you really shouldn't be digging. Yeah. Don't dig in a graveyard. I don't care if it's, you know, it's just some like little plot under a tree. It's, it's not good. It's not good. But it's not. she buries the head. So now the mask is just apparently fully taken over, and she's like, <laughs> and like running like a crazy thing through yeah. the, every. So it's not quite the sound mix from from an exorcist or anything like that, but it's creepy enough for a little kid for sure. This is where like she does a cartwheel and it like saunters away, and it's, it's yeah, this so is weird. so intimidating. What did they tell her to do? <laughs> Eventually, I guess because the mask kind of wears itself out. She makes her way back to town, and Sabrina is like, the hell were you? And she's like, I don't know. I found them, and I scared them and stuff. There's, oh, I thought that stuff was happening to her hands. It's just because that she was burying the head. Yeah, she was I thought the gr- I thought the green was like, I thought like the, her whole body was changing. Which, I mean, that would be even better, that it's like truly just like creeping down her entire body and taking over. I would love that. <laughs> That would have been a little bit different, yeah. So Sabrina asks if she scared Chuck and Steve. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I think so. And she's like, you didn't she's hurt like, them, did you? The eyes are just constantly, like, darting. It's a little disturbing because it's like, I know that Carly Beth is capable of murder. So I have to make sure. Let me make sure my, my quiet them. friend didn't do something. <laughs> Sabrina, for your part, said that she was going to, one, share this candy with Carly Beth, and two, share it with her cousin, because the cousin wasn't able to go out. I, well, I mean, that's actually pretty nice. So, I mean, the there you was go. sick. Yeah. I so, do get your point, though. You know though. what, Sabrina? I take it back. You're a nice kid. She might be an asshole. She, I mean, no, she, I think uh, she's she a nice be bad. kid. She could be bad. <laughs> she could be mean. She made, she was, she was getting her jollies off of, uh... Carly Beth's expense, you know. So Carly Beth tries to take the mask off because she's like, yeah, it's hot as shit in here and I'm clearly sweating on the outside of this mask very disturbingly. And she tries to take the mask off and it won't come off. And she's like trying to pinch it and it won't come off or anything like that. Right. So her, she's freaking out and she goes to grab scissors to cut the mask off. And Serena's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, like let's, that's dangerous. Do let's not try a couple of other things first. Before you start stabbing yourself in the face. So she goes to take the mask off. To like to from the bottom, yeah. right? Because it's like, that's where, like, okay, let me just get it from the bottom. Maybe it's just, like, suction cupped in. Yeah. Swelled up or you're allergic to it and it, and it like, right. sticking to your body. No. 
It's fused. And what's a pretty good idea for sure is like there's no end. Like there is no end. It's becoming part that, of you now. You can see that being kind of horrific of like there's no end to this mask. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so it does they, look good because like she pulls down the shirt. Yeah, and they did. They do a pretty good like, makeup job. The makeup is very good in this oh episode. <laughs> She's like, this isn't me. This isn't me. I'm not this. I'm not this. And she's freaking out. And she runs off and leaves Sabrina there. And she runs all the way to the mask store. Yes. She goes back to the guy with the mask store. And he, like, was waiting for her. Do you think so? Yes, because he, like, opened the door before she was even across the street. So he was, like, waiting in the window going, I can't leave this place because I, I have some curse that doesn't let me leave. you'd be back. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like, I was waiting I for you to come back because I knew you were getting your comeuppance let, from this. That doesn't let me leave this front. <laughs> I, maybe he's just afraid that if he leaves, the masks will... I guess he could just be agoraphobic. Follow? I don't know. Let's go That's with that. true. Maybe, yeah, maybe he has to just keep an eye on the masks because they just kind of have a mind of their own. Do you think that this guy looks a little bit like Putin too? Oh my god, he's got a little, he's really he looks a little like Putin. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but he does. Maybe he just made a Putin mask and put it on. I don't know. Rachel, can I ask you to do this because I'm not sure. I I just saw this and I want to I want to know if it's what I thought it, I saw. At. <laughs> that lamp looks ridiculous. 15 okay. minutes and 8 seconds. 15 and 8? Yeah. There's a witch. Like, shadow and green light. Is that a person? Because that looks... That doesn't look like a mask. That looks like a person. So they're walking They're walking through the store at 15 minutes and oh. 8 seconds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Wait, I didn't see that. That is creepy. I think that's a person. <laughs> so, like, what if... I, obviously, it might just be, like, a creepy cameo or they just wanted to fill it out with, like, a witchy mask or something like that, but I think he's got a whole person stuck there. I think he's got a whole person. <laughs> I mean, you got that, and then you have that weird bell-shaped mask on the table next to the lamp. <laughs> that's, like, melting. I don't want to know what that lamp is. I'm it's just like saying. Mask. I don't know where this lamp is from. <laughs> But it looks face. like a face. It's very phallic. Where did he get this mask? Where did he get this lamp? Uh, folks it's... can do their folks can do their own history lesson on that. So this is where he do, he he explains I to Carly that about mask. Which one? The lamp Weird, mask. Weird, like phallic mask in the, in the table. So there's all these masks on the on the table on like the table that were by the one that she picked out, and he explains right. to them. I cannot quite understand this. I don't understand. Okay. okay, maybe I can explain. Go on. So he says that they're the unloved ones. Okay. Okay. Well, it's less that, right? So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go go back a little bit more. Okay. So he created these masks, and they weren't ugly, right? Right. He created these masks that he could wear because he wanted a beautiful face again, right? So, something happened to this man. I don't remember if he like explains like what happened to him. Uh if he was like in an accident, if there was a fire or something, but something happened to his face. And so Is he that, these that's masks. why he has the scar on his face or it, because he says currently... it's getting worse. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. So oh, each you're of right. these okay. masks Continue. he wears and they become evil. Mm. So they become monsters and like mm -hmm. become like worse and worse. So like the one he's wearing, that's like bubbling on the cheek. 
that is his current mask that is becoming ugly. And so they become the, the unloved ones because nobody wants that face because it's ugly and it's monstrous and it's bad and it's not beautiful anymore. Okay. I don't know if this is like a whole take on getting old or like <laughs> something. I, I don't <laughs> I don't remember. I could not tell you if Goosebumps books had themes in it like that. <laughs> but that's how I took it is like that's that's what's happening with all of these masks. These each were and I think the one that she has on must be like the first one and each one progressively was just getting worse and worse. And so he just has to keep making these, like, real masks to, to hide his own face. And he does like you said, I don't want to show you what's under here. Yes. Like, now so I'm, he, like, curious. I so kind of wish a, I got to see what was under his mask. So if, if I am to understand this correctly, based on what you're saying, oh, there's also an audio book. So we could, you could play it in Spotify. Um, <laughs> it's only two hours and 29 minutes. It's shorter than a oh, fucking Shelf bad. Life episode. Oh, my God. Okay. I think I understand this. So what you're saying is this man has a deformed face for whatever reason. I think so. And he has enough knowledge of the occult that he decided I'm going to make these. Science and the occult. Remember, he's got beakers. Yes. He's, he's, (laughs) he, he could be from Latveria. He might be a Dr. Doom (laughs) scientist. It's just kind of what it made me think. He has decided I'm going to use masks trapping some sort of souls or something and that will become my new face but because he used the occult to do this and dark magic the masks become evil there's a price he has to remove the mask eventually and create a new one yes okay and so now they sit there and they're unwanted because he doesn't want to wear them. Nobody wants mm. them because they're ugly and unwanted. But then she came and they're she's ugly like, and tacky oh, I... and I hate them. <laughs> yep. And so she comes in and goes, ooh, I want one because they're like scary and I want this. So now they're all like, oh, wait, she actually likes us. She wants us. So now they're like, they're really being like becoming attached to her, I think is the idea. Okay. And it's like, they want to be loved. They want to be wanted. Loved. Because <laughs> they have, like, their own life force, I guess. Like, yeah, like you said, like, some sort of force or something like that. So, yes, he explains to them that for some reason, now they're all attached to Carly Beth. And she freaks out because she's like, well, I need to get this off. I need to get this off. And he's like, you can't. This is your face now. <laughs> this right? is you. It's like, how did you take them off? He must have, like, literally peeled it back or something and, like, scalpeled it off. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder if the second owner is, like, that's just permanent because, like, it oh, is, like... Oh, like, because he does ask, how many times did you take it off? So maybe there is a only a number of times before it truly fuses to the body. Yeah, something like that. So she's uh-huh. like, I only took it off once. So he says that there might be, there may be hope for you yet. We need an old priest, a young priest, and the power of love. <laughs> love! So a symbol of love is what is going to save her. She doesn't... I guess she puts two and two together. They never, like, quite make a point of it. The masks start to chase her because they what all do you mean, want... What do you mean she puts two and two together? Well, because she tries to get out of there, Right. And well, yeah, because the mons- the masks are starting to move on their own and chase her. <laughs> yeah. They want like the- they want to be her mask. She runs to the graveyard where she buried the head. Right. 
So she must be putting it a little bit of it together. Like that could be a symbol of love. Right? I suppose. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess she kind of forced that symbol as well. Like this is me now. Like I'm putting myself into it. So maybe she's trying to do some self-love type of stuff <laughs> where it's like, I need to unbury my own person. I'm, I'm getting way too deep. Into this, <laughs> <but> like... <laughs> we're, uh, we're examining this goosebumps episode a little too much. Yeah, I do think I, it's more of like the mother's it's love. It's more of like, we've got five child. minutes left, guys. Let's wrap this shit up here. I think it might be both, though, where she has to give herself love of her own person, and, and plus she has her mother's love, right? I think, it, I think it's supposed to be the mother's love, yeah. I, the I heart like, of a I child think it both. and a mother's care. So she <laughs> undigs... We'll do that one day. It's on the list. Oh, of course. So she digs into the grave, she pulls out the mask, the bust... And she shows it. Like, Where are you, Curly Bell? <laughs> yeah, Curly this Bell. this effect is this this it's so aff- awful. This effect it's does so not bad. work. It's really bad. It's it's pretty terrible. They might and, as well have put them on green screen like green screen sticks and like carried them through the graveyard. I think that, that would have that would have worked better. That would have worked because <laughs> they're almost like is it just overlaid pieces of. Of like the film over the film, I I can't. Tell. I have no idea. But she maybe there are people wearing them and they're just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the effect didn't work, so they're like, just make it really blurry. This looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> so she chases them around with the bust, and they run away. And then the last, and she's like, "This is Carly Beth." Yes, this I'm. Is Car- yeah, I'm not Carly Beth. This is Carly Beth. <laughs> Which is scary, scary enough. I, I thought the twist was going to be one thing because I didn't remember this episode. It wasn't. I thought that the bust was going to try to take over her. At the end, I thought the bust was going to be like, oh, like a, was going to say ending, something like, and then like wink. Like, yeah, like I'm Carly Like Beth. I'm actually Carly Beth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like but, the mask did take, oh, like the bust became Carly Beth. Oh, I yeah. Like it. But she takes the mask off. It's back to just a rubber mask. At this point, Carly Beth bury that mask or take it back yeah why to the strange man why didn't she go back to the store she takes it home she takes it home why would you not go back to the store and be like i I did it i got it off here's your mask i never want to see it again i never want to see you again and i'm turning (laughs) you into the authorities because i'm pretty sure that you're doing dog fighting and drug smuggling in this store (laughs) so she goes back to the house Carly Beth, why are you still wearing that mask? The little brother says to her. And she's like, right. oh my god, oh my god. And then it's the little brother's just screwing with her. Um, little so, turd brother. I hate this little thing. <laughs> this Ugh. little brother. This little brother gets what he has coming to him right now. That's so, true. The mom and, and Carly Beth reunite. She talks about how she loves her and all that shit. The power of love. And why didn't she wear the duck costume? And where's Sabrina? And he, she's yeah. just like, well, let's all of just. Those things. Yeah. As they're doing this, little brother here. <laughs> Puts the mask on. Yep. And that's the end of the episode. Because... Well, yeah, because there's no love for this little thing. No. Like, that's it. You're a little <laughs> goblin forever now. Oh, yeah. He's because just a Because that's what shit. you are. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Maybe the dad that's in Chicago is just gonna come back and, like... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, no. I actually like... They are taking... They're taking a fucking... <laughs> they're, t- they're giving this, like, two or three potential tries, and then they're gonna shoot this thing with a shotgun. 
Oh this, yeah, this I little would. kid. This little kid is getting well. Buried. Like the grosser thing is, is that like it immediately looks like disgusting. Because he on this has kid. no soul. This little that's shit. true. Oh, that's very true. So like this mask's like, oh, this is easy. This kid has doesn't even have a soul. I can just immediately take this body. <laughs> so the end of Goosebumps, very much like the end of Twilight Zones or Tales from the Crypts, always had like a little twist. And very much like Tales from the Crypt, it was always like, yes, you thought you were safe. But really, well, you're in hell or whatever, and and sure. something bad happens to you anyway, even though you thought that you escaped. Exactly. So that that's the reasoning for the brother getting the mask put back on him. And because it was the first episode, and because it was the special, it goes back to Arl saying he goes, "That wasn't too scary, was it? I watched it with my mom and dad. What did you think, guys?" And it turns to Arl Stein's mom and dad. I assume the real mom and dad too, because why not? And they're like have exasperated looks on their faces, and their hair is standing up because it was a hair. Their hair is tail. white. Their <laughs> skin is pale, like white, and it's all sticky uppy. Yeah. And, and then he goes, have a scary day, everyone. Have a scary day, everyone. <laughs> I think they liked it. I hope you did too. Have a scary day, everyone. It's like Mr. Rogers of Mr. Rogers. A little was bit. A it's, it's a bit of a, a bit of a Mr. Rogers meets I don't know. <laughs> Stephen King. Something. Stephen King, I guess, yeah. I don't even know what kind of drugs that character takes. <laughs> he takes uppers with downers just to level himself oh, out. No. So that is Goosebumps the Haunted Mask. The first episode of Goosebumps. Yep. And a very, well, that it was. A very that special was. treat. Rachel, does the haunted mask have shelf life? Okay, so for me, <laughs> all right. I really, I remember some of the Goosebumps. I think a lot of the later ones, like the TV show, but I definitely remember that opening and everything. So it's very nostalgic. Okay. Sure. I want to go read the book now. Yeah. I'm curious about the book to see what that's actually Shorter like. than a shelf life episode. You can get it sure. done. Oh, I could probably get it done in like an hour if I actually find the book. Oh, you could probably, yeah, read it. Read it faster than the audio book. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. But here's the thing. <laughs> you know it's, folks at home, you know it's going to be good <laughs> when Rachel starts with a, here's the thing. It was a little cringy to watch for me. Am I going to watch it again? Probably only to look at pictures of the mask itself because I like how the mask looks and it would be really cool to have that mask. Yeah. Do I want to watch the show again? Eh, not really. <laughs> I'll go read the book, though, mm. like I was saying. Mm -hmm. So I'm like way more curious about the like the true story of the book versus the watered down version of the show, which is kind of how I see it a little bit. I love the movie mask and, and the, all of that. That was great. Yeah. But for me, it is not on the shelf. Unfortunately. Oh, I didn't put anything on the shelf. Bad. <laughs> I don't think it is. It was entertaining in the fact that we can make fun of it, but yeah, not, not, not shelf worthy. I had a lot of fun watching it and, thinking of things oh, to yeah. talk to you about sure. like i was i think i said it probably <laughs> offline but i was like yep can I talk about that we can talk about that we can talk about that make fun of that make fun of that talk about that it was very very easy to do that it made for 
an enter hopefully an entertaining episode of for us oh sure so i mean like if you think of it that way it's it's a good one to joke with friends about yes so um, yeah so i mean in that respect it's, if it's, it's all right if it's in the bin and we see it or if it's on tv and we're like oh my god let's make fun of this sure there's some nostalgia there but to your point i'm more nostalgic for the books than i am the tv show mm-hmm. for whatever reason i remember thinking about like wanting to read the books more than the tv show for me uh i'm probably there with you i think this is a lot of fun to watch i do I don't know if it would be in my regular rotation for Halloween, like, and then there was Sean for me. I think this one might be, like, every once in a while I watch it. If I'm truly thinking about it, it'll probably be more like, I'm going to enjoy our Shelf Life show. Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) and, and and, And I do think that it probably made for better fodder for us than necessarily something to watch. So, yeah, it's not on the shelf for me. I will probably revisit it every now and then throughout my life. I'll probably sure. try to show others, show future generations or, you know, friends, kids or whatever. Here's oh, Goosebumps. Oh, definitely for kids. Definitely for yeah. kids. Yeah. So I'll, I'll even say that. I am an adult watching this. So for an adult shelf life, eh. For a child, sure. I think this would have shelf life or box worthy because it is kind of creepy it's childish, so you could probably still relate to the, even the kids that are in this one. So in that vein, then, would you put it in the box for as a time capsule for the future? Probably. Yeah. 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 For kids. So yeah. I, w- I would say for like anything like that, yeah, I would put that in the box. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay Especially with... Especially the books, maybe. More so books than the TV show. Uh, yeah, but... the, the, yeah, the books more than maybe the show. I think then it is, it, it's probably not the shelf. It's probably like a it's on youtube just go watch it on youtube yeah it's on internet archive it's it's (laughs) it's on netflix as of this recording it might be on disney plus after i don't know so yeah you can find it it's there as as the digital copy and you can get it for free if you look in the right place so it's not exactly (laughs) like something that i would go out and buy or necessarily rewatch again but sharing it with people that, yeah. that might be that might be something for it. It's more like that shareable nostalgia, that opening and like all of that kind of iconic stuff is is great. So that was Goosebumps episode number one, book number eleven, The Haunted. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. They well, they knew they had to start with something good. Oh sure. The Haunted Mask, directed by Timothy Bond, written by R.L. Stein, Billy Brown, and Dan Angel. It is not on the shelf. Slash, yeah, digital kind of in the box. Digital, <laughs> digital box. Digital, maybe, yeah. A, a digital box if you get it for free, or it just <laughs> happens to be there. Yeah, it happens to be on. Watch it. Why not? So that has been the first annual Shelf Life Halloween podcast of horror. We have completed a couple of things. We cro- we get to cross those off the list. Well, I guess it's time to pack up then and we can get out of this graveyard. It's kind of weird that nothing spooky happened, though. Well, there were those guys. Yeah, they went the other direction, which was... Yeah, which is good. You know, there's a lot of, like, it feels like pumped in, like, smoke, like, from... Yeah, what is this? Like, it's like kind of coming coming out of the ground or something. Yeah, well, all right. Oh, grab the bag of candy, though, before we go. Because I'm not leaving those dots here. That's for damn sure. (laughs) So delicious.
Okay, well, until next time, then, keep on... Hope what 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 is what is our Alstein say? Have a scary day, everyone. <laughs> Beware, you are in for a scare. Yes, happy Halloween to all of our <laughs> happy Halloween all of our listeners out there. We hope that you enjoyed. Oh, we should mention for those that that don't know, for those that are new, or for those that are looking for more Halloween scary episodes of Shelf Life, we do have a few that you can go also listen to if you just got done listening to this one and you want to keep your Halloween going. There's The Faculty, which is kind of Halloween adjacent, I suppose. Yeah. It's it's a horror movie. Yeah, it's, it's a sci-fi horror movie. Yeah. We just did the, if you're listening to this when the episode dropped, the Pink Eye episode of South Park. Oh, so yeah, yeah. There's that's that part of volume three, episode two or three. And you can click the little time code on there for Pink Eye. Faculty was the first pilot episode of Shelf Life. Do we have anything else that's Halloween related? Well, there's a big one. Rachel, the Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I- <laughs> Rachel, Ghost was not Halloween related just because it had a ghost in it. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, that's not what I meant. Oh, what were you thinking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Thank, thank you for playing into my bit. Also, I appreciate some Twilight that. as well. Now, if you're listening to this in the future, we might have way more Halloween episodes. But yes. Oh, absolutely. We did. And if do... you're curious, you can always go to our website, and we try to put them into bundles so you can see which episodes you'd want to listen to for specific occasions. So. Yeah, there could be a Halloween bundle on there, or, or anything else. And you can always dig into the back catalog. Maybe we put in there something about being spooky or Halloween in the description. But yes, thank you for playing along with my bit. We did do the <laughs> the main event for volume two was Halloween. The 1978 John Carpenter Halloween came out with it in July because we were not sure when. We were just raring to go we just for Halloween. To, we just were like, we want to do this episode. So we did. That's right. So we but did. But now you can obviously listen to it every Halloween time to be able to get that done. So yes, a lot of episodes out there for you hopefully in the future as well that will be horrific and you can continue to build our horror library or halloween library and happy we will... halloween <laughs> yes thank you rachel <laughs> <laughs> i've been kevin and i'm rachel <laughs> should we have horror names what would it even be i don't know like uh like in the simpsons i'm i'm red rum rachel huh halloween yeah. red rum yeah, I got it. That one's actually pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. And this has been Shelf Life. We will see you next time. What is your name? Beth? Oh my gosh! They killed Feeny! Yeah!